Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling with the Homies. I'm the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Jay Cooley. Peace, peace. And my boy Sylvan the Don, Sylvan LeCute. Yeah, what's good, y'all? Listen, man, I got a, I got a confession for y'all. If y'all see me struggling on this mic and hitting the mute button, just know. Your boy got that young nineteen nineteen. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. That's crazy, man. Yeah. You had this is your, this is your full Yikes. time getting this shit, dog. Bro. Bro, I don't listen. I be Eat outside, ginger. okay? I be outside. I'm a wild boy, so you know. Allegedly. I be <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I be getting sick, man. I'm sick. But um other than that, how y'all fellas doing, man? I'm good, man. Uh this week was pretty pretty chill. Been all right. It's been good. It's been a good time. I'm on. I'm on. I, I, I ain't giving no. Uh, I ain't gonna give no pre promo. But you know, I'm on this cleanse for the next 15 days. Okay, Get my body okay, right okay. before Thanksgiving and the holidays yeah, come up because that's when you start slipping up. You know, so I feel oh, yeah. Because we are the, definitely gonna be eating. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, all right, man. let me take the next 20 days. Get my body right so that by the time Thanksgiving and you know all that start coming up, I could be like, ah, relax. Right. You know, I mean, right. but I'm good. My week, my week being smooth, man. You know, I'm blessed. Can't complain. Still off that water as always. Mm. You know, I see, you. I see you, Cooley. I see you. You know you what I'm saying? Me? Yeah, we got right. the jugs. You know what I'm saying? Well, fellas, we do got a special guest today. Joining us for the rundown is going to be Xavier Omar. So make sure you tune in for that. Make sure you stay tapped in because you don't want to miss that. But fellas, before we get into this wrestling talk, man, I just got to ask y'all: Have y'all been reading our comments? <laughs> Yeah, y'all, boy. y'all diving them comments. We got a little community brewing. We got a baby. little community, baby. We, we, we yeah, building over it. here. We building over here. Some of these comments be it. hilarious. Some of them be great. Like it's a lot of people out there saying that they're happy to see black people in this space because you know yeah. they've been looking for that. But some of these comments be hilarious, man. One dude said, "Wrestling with the homies, not to be that guy." That's kind of sus. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Fam. Fam. If you hear wrestling and your mind immediately goes there, then yo, I think you the issue, man. <laughs> but shout out to you for commenting on our page. We appreciate that. Yo, what it was, was another comment. What was his name? His, his name was like Bald since 99 or some some something crazy. <laughs> Bald since Bald 99, since 99 is, is crazy. <laughs> and then one dude, look, look. So y'all know my Gunther clip. It just keeps going up, man. That Gunther clip is the gift that keeps on giving. I said Gunther wasn't a star, and man, these these people are in a frenzy. One dude was like, "He's an idiot. He probably doesn't even call it wrestling. He thinks it's sports entertainment, bro." Dang. The name of the podcast is Wrestling with the Homies. I I helped name this podcast. It's not called Sports Entertainment with the Homies. It's called <laughs> Wrestling with the Homies. So clearly, like, what are we talking about? But look, Yo, Sports Entertainment with the Homies would be kind of crazy, though. Nah, that would be that would look you that would look you be kind of sports entertainment <laughs> with <laughs> homies. <laughs> yeah, that handle that handle would be so long. Oh, we are man. not doing that. We definitely yeah, not that doing would not that. be great. No, nah, it wouldn't be great for uh, marketing. But uh, you know, but from a troll <laughs> standpoint, yeah, right. I'd, I'd I'd watch it. Hey, we here, baby. <laughs> we here. Right. Shout out to him too. Shout out to anybody who's commenting. If you haven't commented yet, make sure you in those comments and make sure you're liking and subscribing to this channel. Hit that that notification bell and turn it on because you don't want to miss when we go live because we here baby we here we had big e on we got xavier omar on next week we might have 
You might have Triple H on. No, I'm just playing. You know, don't expect that from us, bro. We ain't, <laughs> yeah. we ain't, we ain't getting Triple H. Not yet. We ain't there yet. Now, fellas, I got to talk about something, man. Something is bothering me this week because I was watching Raw the other day, and I saw, I saw your boy Cody Rhodes. I saw him limp down to the ring with a bum ankle and 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 turn his John Cena on and you know get the best of the Judgment Day with a bum ankle. Fellas, wasn't wasn't Cody Rhodes just tag team champions like two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, Remember when he won those titles? We were excited. We were like, yo, we see what's going on. That Roman dynamic. We we back. We here. We here. And then he lost the titles and nothing. He moved right on. What's going on? Somebody tell me something. What's going on? They're going to get the titles back, man. They're getting the titles back at Crown Jewel. <clears throat> they are. Fellas. They are. Let's just be honest. Hmm. Let's just be honest. I hate to say this. Cody Rhodes' entire WWE career right now feels like one big side mission. <laughs> yo, quad. Yo, quad, dog. Yo. It's, you are hey, a sick man. Bro, You're what? a sick man, dog. Cody you Rhodes' really entire WWE career right now feels like one big side oh mission. God. Because it feels like Cody Rhodes is doing everything except for what he's supposed to be doing. And it Get feels that way. Thank you. And it feels that way because of the Roman Reigns feud. Fellas, I'm not here to talk about how Cody should have finished the story and defeated Roman Reigns because that's, that's honestly a dead horse. I'm so tired of that narrative existing, so I want to kill that right now. I love what Roman Reigns is doing with the title post-WrestleMania, so I'm not even going to go there. But, fellas, we got to be honest. That Roman Reigns feud with Cody Rhodes should have never happened. It should have never happened. That Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes feud was a mistake. It was a mistake. And I'll tell you why. It was a mistake because we got invested in it. And now Cody Rhodes has moved on from it, and we haven't. We're still invested in that, and he's doing everything except for address that. And until he addresses that, we can't fully invest in him. WWE made a mistake by giving us Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns too early. I like to look at this as WWE's version of the Snyderverse. You fellas watch you, you fellas watch movies, right? Of course. Y'all like y'all like y'all like comic book movies because I'm a I'm a comic book. I'm fan. a DC. I love it. You know, I'm a DC fan. Yeah. Hey, facts. So, so a lot of people love Marvel. A lot of people swear by Marvel. But me, I grew up on Batman, Superman, Green Lantern. So I'm a DC guy. DC is my thing. So when when DC announced that they were doing a DCEU, I was excited. And when DC announced that Zack Snyder would be the head of that DCU, I was in. I was in because I love Zack Snyder. I loved, um, what's that movie? Uh, Watchmen. I feel like Watchmen is one of the most underrated comic book films of all time. Absolutely. Or a graphic number. Watchmen is incredible. And I also loved 300. So I was in when Zack Snyder took over DCU. Now, the movies came. They were what they were. I loved some of them, like Men of Steel. Some of them were, eh, whatever. But for the most part, I was in on the DCEU. That is until... The Justice League came. Now, obviously, Zack Snyder had to step away from the Justice League because, you know, he, he lost his, um, his daughter. And also, he had creative issues with the movie. So he had to step away. And Joss Whedon came in and completely reshot the movie. And it was terrible. It was one of the Horrible. worst comic book movies I've ever seen. It made me lose faith in the DCU wholeheartedly. But what happened after that movie? We then find out that there's this incredible cut of that movie that was left on the cutting room floor. Thus is born the Snyder Cut. 
Now, us being DC fans, we couldn't get over that. So, you know, we got in those comments. We got on Instagram. We got on YouTube. We got on Twitter. Release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. It trended worldwide for days until finally DC made the biggest mistake that they could make. And they listened to the fans and released the Snyder Cut. And it was incredible. The movie was incredible. It was everything that I wanted it to be. I've seen it like 10 times. It's probably my favorite comic book movie of all time, right? But I say it was a mistake because what happened is DC and Warner Brothers had no intentions in furthering the Snyderverse. They gave us that as a teaser. And then they moved on into a completely different direction. They named James Gunn as head of the studio. And I'm sure James Gunn is going to do a good job with the movies that he puts out. But the problem is there's a large segment of the fan base that is still so invested in that thing, the Snyderverse, that we never got closure for that it's hard for us to invest in what comes next. We love James Gunn. We want to see what he does, but we're still so invested in the Snyderverse that we're never going to get closure for that it's hard for us to invest in what's next. And that's the problem that we find ourselves in in WWE right now because we love Cody Rhodes. We want to see what Cody Rhodes has next, but until he addresses the elephant in the room, until we are able to move on from this Roman Reigns feud, we're stuck with the lack of engagement. We're stuck with not being able to invest in what he's doing. So right now, his entire career feels like one big side mission. It feels like he's doing things that he has no business doing. It seems like he's addressing everything except for what he's supposed to be addressing. And we can't accept that. We can't invest in what he's doing right now because we're still invested in a story that WWE had no intentions on telling us. They gave us this Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes feud and they had no intentions on it going anywhere. And like I said, this is not me saying that Cody Rhodes should have won at WrestleMania. I quite feel the opposite. I think Roman, Ro Roman Reigns was the right choice. But what I am saying is that this match should have never happened. We should, should have never gotten Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns until WWE was in a space to give us that in a real way. We should have never gotten that match until WWE was ready to give us Cody as the victor. Cody as the winner. Until you're ready to get us to that space, don't give us the match at all. It was premature. It shouldn't have happened. WWE made a mistake by giving us this match, and because of that, we're stuck in the moment that we're stuck in now. Cody Rhodes is out there on the treadmill, running in place, and it's not making any sense, and we don't care because we want Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. And that's my TED Talk. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I know you agree with me, Sylvan. I know you agree. This match should have not happened. It should have never happened. There was no reason to give us this match if you weren't intending on it going anywhere past WrestleMania. What other match possibly could have happened if it wasn't Anything. Roman? We could have, they could have we given us Seth Cody so Rhodes. Times. Hey, I'm down for it again. They could have given us Seth versus Cody Ford in a, in a ladder match. They could have given <laughs> us Roman Reigns versus literally anybody. If the story was that Roman was going to win, then what was the reason for putting Cody in there in the first place? That could have been you know, against anybody. You know what I, I wholeheartedly think? Um, I feel like they were going with a certain angle with this Cody and Roman thing. But they didn't have no idea LA Knight was going to be who he is today. So they probably had to, you know, readjust or something and put Cody on a side mission until that comes back up. So I think, you know, the writing lab got a little bit in shambles with that. But I don't know if I agree with it shouldn't have completely not happened. I mean, his thing is to finish a story. So 
I don't know. I feel like it's not over yet. I don't think it's over. That's but he's not even engaging in the story. That's the problem. It's like it's like a TV show leaving us on a cliffhanger, and then the next episode they don't even address the cliffhanger. They just move completely on from it. It's like wait a minute. I thought Kanan burned up in the building last episode. Are we not going to address Kanan burning up in the building? We just going to move on from that? Like what's going on? Cody Rhodes lost to Roman Reigns, Mm. and then moved on. What you think, Seven? He's out there with Cody. He's out there with Brock Lesnar. And now he's involved so, with the agree. Judgment Day. He has like eight fuse in, right now. And it's like, what is even happening? Co- Cody Rhodes is out there doing everything except for what he's supposed to be doing. And it feels that way because this Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, Dark Cloud just follows <laughs> us around everywhere we go. That match should have never happened. It should have never happened. It was a mistake. It was the Snyderverse. You released the Snyderverse when you shouldn't have. And now we're so invested in Cody Rhodes' story with Roman Reigns that everything else that he does feels incomplete. It feels unnecessary. This is WWE's fault. They created this problem, and now they have to fix it. Mm. Quan, let's just be honest, man. You don't like Cody Rhodes, and that's okay. This is what this is really all about. You just don't like Cody Rhodes. You don't like You don't like him anymore. Like You used to like him. You had a certain affinity for him. He fit all of the boxes that you named as being the top contender to lead our company. And now that he is not fulfilling that ideal identity for you, you don't like him anymore. And so you're blaming WWE for the booking decision they made. And you're bringing this narrative up to us. Because everything you're saying is a complete... It's absolutely false. Just, just number one. Let's just get that out the way. It's, it's not even. I don't. I understand where you're coming from, right? <clears throat> so let's let me let me let, let me stand let me stand by that first. I fully get where you are coming from. We are in a space with Cody Rhodes where he seems as if he's direction directionless. He has not had a a definitive story arc in a very long time. And we are all clamoring to this wrestler finishing his story, which quite honestly can only be finished by him beating Roman Reigns. And we haven't seen Cody go go one-on-one or have any type of interaction with Roman since two weeks ago. And that was a culmination of six or seven months of them not crossing paths not even acknowledging each other's existence i fully understand your frustration i understand how you how you would come to the conclusion that we as fans are being left in limbo but the reality is that the iwc is being left in limbo the fans don't care the fans do not care Mm. what cody is doing at any given point because when he's coming out every single night we are all singing that theme song. We're all saying "Whoa!" and we're here for whatever he has to do. Never say "Whoa" like us. that again, my brother. Please don't. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! My father said, 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 "When I was younger, when I was younger, <laughs> Get get out of the way." Bring it back. Only, only us IWC fans can even get to this point of feeling this way. But let's let's scale back why you're wrong, Quan. And the reason you're wrong 
is because remember when we were talking about this before WrestleMania, mm-hmm. when we were talking about Cody Rhodes not being the person to dethrone Roman Reigns just yet. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, it's too early. He needs more time. He needs to he needs to flesh things out. We're invested in Cody, but at the end of the day, we need to see him chase this thing for a while. And I understand your point of he's not even chasing it. He's, he's completing not. side he's completing he's side completing missions side and going mission. this will, But that's not that's not indicative of WWE making a mistake. I think that's indicative of how WWE books books Roman Reigns. That's another conversation. I'm I'm sorry. Like we have to keep it a, uh, keep it a stack. It always comes back to how no. WWE books Roman Reigns. No. Now, as no. far as I'm concerned, Cody Rhodes is over. We still care about Cody Rhodes. His position has not only not been stagnant, but he's raised his stock. He's raised his popularity. He's raised his appeal. So whenever we do cross that circle with him versus Roman Reigns, we're gonna be even more interested even more invested and he's going to be even more looked at as a main eventer okay more than ever when are we, we know gonna, that when are we going to be honest about what happened here it's very clear to me what happened here what we witnessed was two two people warring with each other over creative that's what this was triple h is the one that booked cody Rhodes versus roman reigns and i fully believe in my heart that triple h had all intentions and Cody Rhodes winning that world title or that universal title at WrestleMania. Triple H, that was Triple H's vision. But Vince McMahon had other visions. Vince McMahon stepped his foot back into that company. He wiggled his way back into that company, and he said, no, uh-uh. We're going to continue this Roman Reigns story. Cody Rhodes is not the one who defeats Roman Reigns, and that's, that's the direction we went. Because we saw it. We saw it with Austin Theory. Austin Theory won the, um, the Money in the Bank briefcase, and we all know that was leading towards Austin Theory becoming the world champion. Let's, it just is what it is. That was Vince McMahon's plan. And then Triple H took over, and what happened? Austin he made Theory the right won. call. Austin Theory cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase for the United States Championship, and it made absolutely no sense. It did. It made no it sense whatsoever. Wasn't but ready for like I said, run. there were two sides of creative at war with each other. That's the reason we got Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns should not have happened. If- Getting Cody Rhodes ver- what all right, first all right, first off. First off, if we don't have Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39, what do we have? I need a legitimate Cody, answer first. We off. have Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40 for the first time. We have Roman Reigns versus who at what 39? Anybody, whoever wins the Royal Rumble. Who though? I need a name. Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth Rollins. So we yes, have Seth. we have we have Roman Reigns have a, versus they, Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins again. It doesn't matter. They have a few. They they have history there. They they both began in the Shield. Like the his, the story is there to tell. We could have gotten that match at WrestleMania, and we would have all paid to watch it, and we would have had fun with it. And then Seth Rollins could have lost that match and moved on. Roman Reigns could have won that match and moved on. We could have still told the same story we told with Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes. Except we would still be invested in a Cody Rhodes character because that loss wouldn't be looming over his head. That we're dark still invested of, in the quick character. What do you like? Are I we? don't. Yeah, are we? yes, we are. We absolutely we? are. Who is what we are you talking Who about? Is we? Who is the we? whole wrestling community is still invested in Cody Rhodes. 
What are you talking about? This guy's more over than he's ever been. Sylvan. Imagine Sylvan. WrestleMania Sylvan. 40, bro. Imagine the packages Ooh. for WrestleMania 40. Yeah. Imagine yeah. him going back to WrestleMania 39, that defeating loss, but he had to endure for the next year. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to be but back is, on the train. What is he enduring besides running side missions? Right now, he's feuding with who? Who is he feuding with? The Judgment Day? All, all of them? He's feuding with all of them? First off, who's feuding with anybody at this point? Can we name one feud in WWE at this point? Yeah, LA Knight like, and Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's the only legitimate feud we can realistically. Gunther and Logan and who is Gunther? Logan. <laughs> Logan is kind of Logan. feuding with Ray, but Ray, it's just a match uh, setup. Uh. Like, who's really feuding with anyone in WWE right now? So hey, what are we talking a, about? A, a, the guy's a over. Zawa versus. <laughs> <laughs> First off, shout out, shout out to the character Zawa, by the way. Yo, national treasure. Tazawa, that's nasty. That joint is so funny. <laughs> but look, man, oh, all I'm man. saying is that. So look, we got Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. Despite the fact that it might have been a mistake, it was premature. We still got that match. What I would have liked to see is at least a continuance of that. Like we could have gotten a Roman and Cody feud for a couple more months after that, before we completely moved on from it. Cause it being a one-off, it makes it hard for me. Like I can't speak for everybody. I'm not going to speak for all the, the 12 year olds in the audience crying when Cody hands them the belt. I'm not going to speak towards none of that. That's, that's way beyond me. But as a fan of the product, it's hard for me to invest in anything that Cody Rhodes is doing right now, specifically because it just feels meaningless. It feels like he's feuding for the sake of feuding. He's having matches for the sake of having matches. And there's no larger story attached to that. And for me, it takes a lot for me to invest. I can't invest in Cody Rhodes versus the Judgment Day feuding over nothing. I can't invest in a two-week tag team with Jay Uso only for them to lose the tag team titles and then move on from it. Like I can't invest in that. I need more. I need more. All I'm asking for is more, and WWE's not giving me that. All I'm asking for is more. I just think we need to take some time to realize that once this comes back again at WrestleMania 40, the buildup is going to be magnificent. I hate, be to bring, I hate to bring back this match because they were both mid, in my opinion, and whatever, but we got to go back to The Rock and, and John Cena. When The Rock and John Cena happened for the first time, and John Cena lost, it was kind of pointless to me at first. I was like, why is John Cena losing? Like, the, he's the guy who's carrying the company. Why am I seeing a veteran come back after not wrestling for seven years and going over on our prized superstar? But then I watched John Cena's entire story arc that year. He was down and out. We beat him down to the pulp. He was losing every single match. He, he it, it just looked like this guy was just not superman cena anymore and then by the time he came back for the next wrestlemania we were invested in seeing him climb over that mountain and having we, the redemption you angle saying we you keep saying we my brother of course i'm saying that match you of course not. i you of course not. i i'm saying i know you first off first I know off speaking. i was invested i was invested in both no those you were not i like the rock i like the rock what do you want me to say also this is 2013 <laughs> 2012 and 2013 Sylvan. this is a 13. whole other sylvan a whole other Sylvan. This is 2023 Sylvan, Savan, and, and 2012, 2013 Savan are two different Sylvans. Also, I, I was know. newly back to wrestling. Like, let's just keep, <laughs> let's keep it a stack. I left wrestling in 2007 and came back. You were invested in that. You were invested in You came back. You were complaining I, I like came, the rest of us. 
Of course. I came back when a pipe bomb came back because I was tired of seeing Cena win every single time. And so by that time, and then when The Rock comes back, of course I'm ta- of course I'm tapping in. Of course I'm tapping in. So I'm invested. And I, I didn't it make it didn't make any sense to me that The Rock is beating John Cena at that time. So what I'm saying right now is that in this in this instance, we have to wait and see what the story is really going to build for WrestleMania 40. Of course, it feels like it doesn't make sense for Roman to go over Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the new budding star in WWE. We should we should have just kept and, it pushing. And this is why I feel like you're not hearing me because I'm not saying I had a problem with Roman Reigns going over Cody. I'm I'm I, if they wrestle again at WrestleMania 40, I would still be cool with Roman Reigns going over Cody again. My problem is that we moved on completely from it and never but addressed it. So but it you said it's a mistake. Come back around. You said it was. Mis- a mis- you said the match is a mistake, and that's what you're. That's what. That's that. That's that is what I'm addressing. Is I you're feel like saying it was a mistake. that the match is a mistake, but the match isn't a mistake. It, it happened mis- exactly how it, it should have happened. Sure. It was. It was a mistake because it was premature. I think and you so hate Cody friend- Rhodes. I think you don't like the guy anymore. <laughs> I think you Listen. don't like that. We. I think you don't like the fact that he can run around being over and be pointless and not have any type of anything, and we're still clamoring to the story. I think you don't right, look, like that. We guy. about to tell the truth about <laughs> Cody Rhodes. I'm. A, I'm about to tell the truth about Cody Rhodes because listen, I like Cody Rhodes. I think he's a pretty solid wrestler. When that bell rings, I think his matches are pretty solid and character wise. The kids love him, so if the kids love him, then cool. I love him too. Cody Rhodes promos are the same thing every week. That what do we want to talk about? That politician smile, high five the babies. It's stale. It's cereal that's left open on the top of the fridge. It's stale. I'm over it. I am so over it. I don't hate Cody Rhodes. I like Cody Rhodes, and I would like to see Cody as world champion at some point. But we're not going to pretend like Cody is just hitting home runs every week. Cody Rhodes is very stale as a character. And I feel like... The reason for that is because this Roman Reigns feud, this Roman Reigns match that they gave us prematurely at WrestleMania continues to hang over Cody Rhodes' head like a dark cloud. It does. I'm sorry, but it does. We should have never had this match until they were ready to give Cody Rhodes that victory. I'm sorry. But maybe they didn't want it to have it. You know, they don't want to give him his victory so soon. So they, you know, they're trying to stretch it out. Don't give us the match. I think it's a great part of the story. I love, I love the, I love the, I love the fact that Cody lost at WrestleMania 39 after being on an undefeated streak. I love the fact that he got humbled. I love the fact that he had to overcome Brock Lesnar and then Brock Lesnar co-signed him. No, you don't. So I do. Yes, I do. I, I know do like you. This. I know we're talking toward. I, know I talking like this. this, but you don't like this. No, you don't. <laughs> I you like don't. this. I like this. I said it from the jump. I told you know what. As a matter of fact, let me remind you guys who was the one. Who was the only one out of the out of the group chat who said no? Cody Rhodes should not win. It was me. I was the guy who told both of you. Look, he should not win at WrestleMania 39 because in six months we're gonna hate the guy. And what, look at and look at us now. We're hating the guy even, even I don't, when he didn't win. I don't hate him though. That's the thing. I don't hate Cody Rhodes. I like Cody Rhodes. For me, this is what this is. This is this is this, it was unnecessary. This is like the Lakers trading for Russell Westbrook. And now Russell Westbrook is on the team, and we're trying to figure out ways of how can we get a trade to happen? How, who can we move Russell Westbrook for in a way to improve this team? When it's like, you didn't have to do the unnecessary move of getting Russell Westbrook in the, worst, in the first place. 
Like, if you would have never traded for him, you wouldn't be in this situation where you're trying to get out of it. And that's what WWE is in. They had this match prematurely, and now we're in a case where it's hard to invest into Cody Rose because what he's doing doesn't feel like it means anything. And it's like we didn't have to be in this space in the first place if we would have not had that match. If we could have just skipped over that match and did anything else, I would be rocking. I would be in. But because we did that, it's like we, we booked ourselves into a corner. We all wanted and Russell Westbrook. Don't don't do that. We we, we all wanted Westbrook. Yeah, I we all wanted Westbrook. <laughs> it's all about it, the experience. You gotta you gotta test the experience before you can you know. You gotta test hey, it out it's first. Not working. It's not working. I I still think it's working. I think I think the the true testament of bad booking versus good booking is if we want to see somebody or if we don't want to see somebody. And at the end of the day, we want to see Cody Rhodes. We want to see him no matter what he's doing. If he has the tag team championships with Jay Uso and he's feuding with Judgment Day and he's still getting cheers, if he's still getting that big old whoa pause at every <laughs> single show. Then we then that's good booking. Now, if we're looking at bad booking, we're looking at someone who had a certain decision made for them. And at some point, we just don't want to see them. We, we, it's past being heel or being babyface. They're just not booked right. And we're not we're, it's not going well for them. And I think if at the end of the day, Cody Rhodes isn't being isn't suffering because he didn't win at WrestleMania 39. If anything, he's thriving. He's more popular than he's ever been. So I have, I have no qualms with it. Cody is definitely not suffering. The, per- the people that are suffering are me, like the viewers, like <laughs> trying, to watch, <laughs> trying to watch this show and make sense of it yeah. and invest in it. I'm, I'm the one who's suffering. Oh. Cody Rhodes is going to reap the benefits of it no matter what because he's over. The kids love him. But me, the viewer, me watching and wasting my time every Monday, I'm the one who's suffering. It's Sorry. a Judgment Day day, man. Look, I mean, you know, Judgment Day is basically DX in 1998. We're going to see them on TV, on Raw and SmackDown at this point, man. So it makes sense for him to be doing side missions with Jay Uso and feuding with, you know, Judgment Day and just figuring out what to do because it is what it is. Like, they got to they gotta play ball. WWE has to play ball with the, with the cards that they've dealt. Now, I'm not mad at it. I, I don't – I personally don't care, but – you know, I understand if you have an issue with it. I fully get it. I understand. But hey, that 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 ain't me though. I'm I'm all here. As long as he's over, why not? Listen, homie universe, homie universe, if you out there, make sure you let us know down below. Are you cool with Cody Rose going on side mission after side mission instead of completing the main story? Or do you want to see him double tap X on the main story and go for the gold? Let us know down below. Fellas, I can't believe we broke out into song in the middle of that debate. So <laughs> <started. laughs> best thing the best out. Thing? It's the is best, it the best theme, out. theme though. It might I like Judgment Day. I like Judgment Day theme for sure. Um, what else? Yo, y'all, y'all go call me crazy. I don't really care for <laughs> Judgment Day's theme. What? I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast, but look, y'all go call me crazy. Grayson Waller theme kind of fire, bro. Nah, that thing stinks. <laughs> It'd be like, bow, bow, yeah. bow, bow, bow. nah, that thing stinks. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, <laughs> nah. I think that, that sounds like a that sounds yeah. like a B side Aaliyah. What about L A Night? No, bro, that that no. theme song is so terrible. It's so Wait, bad, but it's so it good at the same time, dog. <laughs> that LA nice hey. song slaps, bro. Wait, it sounds like a West Coast classic. Like, like yeah. what? <laughs> we're forgetting about we're forgetting about the one of the most important things right now that's new. What? Jimmy Uso. Come on, man. What? 
Hey, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a slapper. 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 Hey, and y'all gonna come for me. Y'all gonna come for me. I, hey, Jay Uso thing kind of grew on me. That it's just I try me. I to tell Uso. you. I try to tell you, dog. No, I was in the pod saying like, yo, this is kind of trash, but I'm telling you, it's hot. It's kind of hot though. It's like, kind of hot. It's, it's kind of hot. It's just no. me. Uso. I, just, I just, I just, I just like the part when he was like, hey. Hey, that part hard. Hey, when he be hyped, he be like, "Okay, yeah, okay, that's, that's cool." <laughs> but it's yo, just shout out to Jimmy and Jay, man. Shout out to Jimmy and Jay. Shout out to all shout yo, to Uso, whoever man. WWE's um music guy composers are. Like, I don't really know who they are. I we all know Jim Johnston because you know yeah, that's Jim that's Johnston. our era. But yeah, whoever is real. doing the music right now, I want to give them props, man, because they doing their thing. A lot of people complain about the music in WWE, but I feel like right now they're hitting a hundred right now. Facts. That's just me, though. That's just me. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, oh, gentlemen, God. let's Uh-oh. let's piggyback off of this topic. I want you know I'm not going to spend too much time ranting today. I think, I think, we'll I think, I want to pose a question to both of you. Right? What up? Do feuds really matter in wrestling? Uh, yes. Of course. Like yes, the most important thing in wrestling besides like one hundred percent. But we why? Why? Why do they really matter? A few makes a storyline. Like, like what? <laughs> what kind of question is this? What are you? Where are you going with this, bro? What are you alluding okay. to? Okay. All right. You know what? What are you let, trying let, to say? Okay. Let me. Let me. What do you? Let me, what, what's, what's Drewski? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? All right. Let me. Let me. Let me dive a little bit deeper. Pause. The. I want to speak about Cody Rhodes basically not having a feud since Brock Lesnar, right? It's been four mm-hmm. months now, mm-hmm. four to three months. Damn, that was fast. Yeah. Cody Rhodes has essentially been more over than ever. I've seen mm-hmm. this guy come out every day on Raw or SmackDown. People know his lyrics. They're chanting that woe with him louder and louder every single night. You see his merch sales going crazier than ever. Yet, for some reason, he hasn't been in any type of feud whatsoever at all. Like, none. Like, I haven't seen Cody Rhodes versus anybody since Brock Lesnar raised his hand and gave him the cosign of a century. Now, I also want to bring it over to L.A. Knight, right? L.A. Knight spent a big majority of his ascension not really feuding with anyone for a long time. I think the the one definitive feud he had was with The Miz. It was like one feud in the course of like eight months. Bray Wyatt. Oh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt and The Miz. Yeah, two feuds over like definitive feuds over the course of eight months. Yeah, he was over more than ever. <clears throat> so I guess the real question I'm asking is do feuds matter to a wrestler or a superstar if they're over? The feud is over more than over. ever. Yes, I agree with Cooley. It, I, I, but yeah, I, I don't know. We, I don't we know. I mean, we, did, we, did, we, we didn't care about Eli Drake before he became LA Knight to be feud with Bray Wyatt, which made the yeah, storyline what it was. And then, okay, that stopped. Okay. And then he took the torch okay, with it. Okay, to a degree. Now, can we say that about The Rock? Can we say that there was a person who actually got The Rock over, or was The Rock just over okay. because he was charismatic? Okay, so. 
Here's the I'm thing. Just, now, by the way, here's this the is just theory. I'm just asking. Right, right, right. I'm asking you, my you. brothers. I have no definitive answer mm. on this. But here's the thing: it's 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 not as black as black and white as you're making it sound. It's more of a marriage of two things. Like you have to be charismatic, but after the charisma, we do still need something as fans to invest in. And like everybody would say that the Rock charisma made him, but that feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin is what definitively made him that guy. Like them going back and forth every week. That's what really made us invest. And then you brought up Cody Rhodes and um, LA Knight. Those are two special cases because with Cody Rhodes, we're not just, it's not that we're invested in him and what he's doing now. So we're cheering so loud because we love him. It's more of, of his whole story up until this point. Like this is a guy who we saw scrapping cloth at the bottom of the card, climb his way up the WWE ladder, get, given gimmicks that he didn't want to do requests for his release and then go over to new Japan and impact and AW and carve out a life over there before he got back to WWE. So by the time Cody Rhodes got back to WWE, he didn't need a few to get over. He was just over. Like we were in, we were completely in because that whole backstory that led up to that point, it just meant so much for us as fans to invest in and LA Knight, He's in a, I wouldn't say similar, but LA Knight, we weren't invested in in um what was his name? Max Dupree? Max, Max Dupree. Dupree. Yeah. Wait, why we did I say Eli Drake? <laughs> no, because Eli Drake was his kid. But Eli yeah, Drake Eli was, was his, his But that was like, yeah. That's yeah, that's like TNA and Yeah, I'm right, sure. But like but when he was when he was doing the Max Dupree thing in WWE, like we weren't invested in that at all. We didn't care. Now that once he changed his name back to L.A. Knight and started coming out with that entrance music and stuff, he still wasn't getting, like, huge pops and stuff like that. Like, he was there, and we were cheering, but we didn't really care like that. That feud with Bray Wyatt is what set it off. When he was out there slapping Bray in the face and mocking Bray Wyatt, that's when we were like, oh, this dude is, like, really legit. And he kind of just took that and built upon that from there. But at some point, L.A. Knight needed feuds. He, he couldn't just get by coming out and doing the L.A. Knight shtick every week. Like, he needs something for us to latch on to. Because we, we're going to get tired of you if you're just coming out and doing a shtick every week and not feuding with anybody. That's the reason I feel like Cody is stale now. Like, we still love him, and we want to see him on our TVs because he's great at what he does. But it's like, if you're just out there spinning the wheels every week and not really giving us any meat on those bones, pause, it's like, what pause. are we doing? Super pause. pause I, don't know bro. Why, I don't know what kind of analogy that was. So let me yeah. <laughs> let's rewind that. If you're not out there giving us something to invest in besides your stick, it's hard yeah. for us to really get behind that. And Rock had Rock had to go with what Stone Cold. He had even um the feud with Mankind. Triple H, Mankind. He 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 had a lot of feuds that get that kept him going. And man, that WrestleMania 15, WrestleMania 17, and 19, those were the you know the golden ones, you know. Right. Being that like, Stone Cold last match was at 19 against Rock and that kind of sealed the deal with that and you know. Right, like like it wasn't like it wasn't like the Rock was just coming to the ring saying finally the Rock has come back every week and then having random matches with like Mosh and Thrasher or something. Like he was he was definitely involved in feuds that we cared about. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying I'm just saying I what I'm seeing right now in wrestling is that it doesn't feel like a definitive feud has to necessarily put you over. Kind of seems like a series of events are what's kind of putting wrestlers over even when i think about you know the judgment day right like judgment day when judgment day coming up and then having their on again off again uh feud with edge right it's definitely definitive in like their formation of who they are as you know as people but it was really a lot of 
just their character work and them finding like the duality between themselves that ended up putting them over. I mean, now I can't say that completely because I look at someone like Dom, right? Obviously Dom's feud with Rey Mysterio was like the key to his unlock as a super heel and that put him over, right? So definitely not going to, definitely not going to take that away from him. But there's definitely elements of Judgment Day that just came together because they were just naturally charismatic and they were finding themselves and they're just doing a lot of cool stuff. And they didn't necessarily have to have like a blood war with, let's say, the bloodline or, uh, you know, with anybody, really, you know, in order to just be who they are. Or when I see what's going on with Cody Rose. Yeah, Cody Rose hasn't been in a feud in four, four or five, four or five months, give or take. But he's still insanely over. I guess I guess my my question my question really just has been like how much do feuds really matter if you're really over at this point you know but and on the flip also on the flip side of that too like i feel like someone like austin theory doesn't really need to be with grayson waller i feel like he needs a definitive feud and you know the reason why i think like his his uh united states championship reign wasn't great was because he didn't have a real feud to help him get over he was just kind of floundering as a characterless brash heel that you know, is really talented, but that's just me. I don't, you know. I'm... Yes, I was gonna say. I, I really, I truly feel like what really pushed Judgment Day over was Edge. To be honest, like them turning on Edge is what mm-hmm. sparked that whole transition of oh, okay, these guys are serious. And I, I mean, mean that feud with him, yeah. So mm-hmm. that feud made them who they were, and then them being as evil as they are, they kept that torch and they just ran with it, and then. <laughs> That's when the Dom and the Ray and it just it was just perfect. So I feel like right. the feel is what brings you to to base one, and then your character work is what keeps you going into that next feel that happens. Right, and uh, look, and just to close this out, I'm not saying that a character needs to be constantly in a feud to stay over because I mean Cody Rhodes proves that like he's not really he doesn't really have a definitive feud with anyone outside of like the Brock Lesnar feud and the Roman Reigns feud, but he's still over. Like he's, he's printing money whenever he's out there. Cause people st- still love him. So I'm not saying a, a wrestler specifically needs feuds to remain over, but you definitely need feuds to keep eyes on that product. Cause let's be honest, pro wrestling was stale. Pro wrestling was losing viewers for years and years and years. What turned that all around fellas? Tell me y'all know the answer. What turned all of that around? What happened on SmackDown that got people to tune in that stopped tuning in years ago? The bloodline. That bloodline with Sami Zayn feud, that brought so many people in. That broke records as far as ratings go. Am I wrong? People stopped watching WWE for years. People didn't care for years. Roman Reigns and that dynamic with Sami Zayn... That what that's what I, got people to tune in. Do y'all remember the I tribal court on back Monday in Night Raw? That I thought people was tuned in before. I was that. tuned I mean, in. I was tuned so in. So people I, people started to tune in when Triple H took over Creative. Like you started to see the 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 ratings start to climb a little bit after being after falling for years. But like that bloodline stuff, that's what really did it. Like that tribal court episode of Raw, where the entire first hour was just Sami Zayn in tribal court and, and Roman Reigns trying to determine whether he wanted to like exile him from the group. Like that's what got people tuning in. And whenever bloodline is on TV, we always tune in. Why? Because we want to see that feud go further. That's what get us excited. 
we don't get excited for Monday Night Raws and seeing Cody Rhodes. Let's just be honest. Like, we love Cody Rhodes, but when Monday is creeping up, we're not like, oh, my God, it's Monday. We have to tune in. We're just like, okay, it's a Monday. But when Roman Reigns is announced for Friday and we know that it's going to be some bloodline shenanigans, we in the group chat. We tapped in. We excited. Why? Because we want to see that feud furthered. So, yes, is, feuds absolutely matter, man. We can't say that blood, they don't matter. Is, is bloodline a feud, though? Bloodline is a feud. Like, it's 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 very unique in the way that it was built because, like, in the beginning, it was just Sami Zayn as a part of the bloodline. But we all know that was a larger story they were telling where it was like, you know, Sami Zayn is kind of being dogged out by Jimmy and Jay. No, it wasn't Jimmy because Jimmy's always kind of been on Sami's side. But it was Jay who was dogging Sami and Roman was dogging Sami. So there was always that dynamic. And that's what got us to tune in. And that's why we tuned in to Tribal Court. We wanted to see that. That's why we tuned in to Royal Rumble when Tribal when, Court. <laughs> tribal, that's a, that's a, such an insane name. That was hilarious. That's a hilarious name. Tribal Court is hilarious, dog. Yo, what was the name of uh what was the name of the match that um Jay and Roman had at SummerSlam? Wasn't it like the, wasn't the like tribal match? The tribal uh tribal bro, combat or something? Yeah, tribal combat. <laughs> yeah. Yo, what are like who, WWE who's is hilarious, this, bro. <laughs> tribal so combat. Corny, bro. Oh, it's hilarious. Jay versus Roman in a tribal combat match. But yeah, come on, I guess. But that was the feud. That was the feud from day one. And anybody with eyes saw it. Like, we all knew that Sami Zayn being a part of Bloodline wasn't going to last. And that was like a big feud being built up. Like, we all saw that. Come on. That's the reason we watched. You need your feuds. You need your feuds. I'm not I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying I'm just posing the question because it's like I I have been seeing a lot of wrestlers that are just insanely over that. Like even, you know, that just don't seem to have like a definitive feud or I mean, and obviously it's predicated on who you are. Yeah. Right. Like I even see Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is just out here moving. You know, yeah, and facts. it's like she's still over. But she, it's not it's not like she's in a few anybody like she just but dropped it, it to Lara. Like I don't know. It and it's like, well, she was going back and forth with Tiffany, though. Yeah. But that was but, like a little mini little, uh, right? Show. And you got to remember, she got to this point by like fuse. It wasn't like she just overnight was just over as hell. Like the man stuff happened, but she had to like get punched in the face by Nia Jax and bleed. And then you know that T shirt came out, and she had to feud with like Charlotte Flair and Sasha. Like she had she had fuse to get to this point. She just she didn't just appear overnight, and people just was into it. You got to work your way up to that point before you stone cold Steve Austin, and people just end. You gotta feud with somebody, man. You can't. So yeah, I, I absolutely think feuds matter. But I, I, I see what Sylvan is saying because like these people are remaining over without having any feuds right now, and it's kind of, it's kind of puzzling to watch. <laughs> but WWE, <laughs> WWE, you got to give us something, man. You can't just have people out there floating around and doing their stick because if that's the case, we are gonna get bored. And you know, back in the day, y'all was the only show in town, so we had to tune in. But these bro, days, let's keep it. Let's be. Let's be honest, Whoa. bro. Like. Cody's not gonna feud with anybody like <laughs> until like bro until like WrestleMania dog like he's really not yeah. I think he's gonna win the Rumble again like I don't think bro I really bro think about all of the think about all of the pay-per-views we have like he's not gonna feud with anybody bro hey because we only got what we got we got Crown Jewel then we got Survivor Series and then we have Royal Rumble Damn, hey. yeah, bro, he's not gonna feud yeah, with anyone, it. bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Like, he's done, yo. Hey, yo. Well, yeah, we and we were gonna get an Omos feud at some point. It was, it yeah. was, it was yeah. ruined. It was cooking. It was like, 
was like, no. Yeah, once mm-hmm. once uh-huh. Ari Emanuel came in the picture and, and, and Vince McMahon was out the paint, that Omos feud disappeared. Damn, man. <laughs> I miss Omos, man. Bring Omos back. Bring Omos yeah. back. Bring Omos back. Well, yo, of, let hey, us know hey, out there. Hey, no, no, no. Before what you said that, what's speaking what's of Cody, up? man. But speaking of Cody and him having one of the best interests in WWE, what is y'all top interests, man? Because it's, it's a lot of – it's a lot. Like of all time, what's y'all top interests, man? Of all time, give me three like of all time. Five? I'll take. I'll give me three of all yeah. time. I'll tell you my three. I want to. I want to hear y'all threes first. Yeah, it's hard. Three, cool, all three of them. Is just Stone Cold, Steve Austin. No, <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's for me. No, it's not. Stone Cold, Steve Austin when the glass breaks, obviously. Mankind when the the car crashes. Why are we just singing? We just singing theme songs all through this episode, bro. Like, what's going on? And then, honestly, I would have to say I'm I'm probably alone on this island, but I would say Kurt Angle just because that that whenever I hear that, I know I just I just see red, white, and blue. I don't know. I don't have any order, but I got to go with edges, cunnilingus. I got it. Excuse me. It is. I got to go with is that, Edge. Is man. that you think you know me? Yeah, you got to. I got to go with it, bro. Yeah, bro. Like you think you know me? On this day, I gotta. I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta put it in. Put it in there, man. Wow. I'm definitely pause. I'm definitely gonna put. I'm gonna go Jericho. Break the break the walls down. Just ten out of ten. Come on, man. Yeah, and then I'm sorry, I gotta put Motorhead Triple H. Time to play the game. Like Time bro, to play the game. Bro, that, Ooh, that, yeah. When, when that comes on, I'm like, yo, what nah, is to happening, me, bro? Like hey, maybe I'm crazy, but for me, I, my favorite triple H theme was the one, two, this song. This song. Hey, hey, yo, triple H. That one was fire. What you got, Cooley? Who you got? So since y'all think y'all know me, like this ain't Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. You know, uh, I got Stone Cold, obviously. Like, what are we talking about? (laughs) What are we talking about? What are we talking about? And I got Batista. Yeah, I said it. His interest was. What was his thing, bro? I forgot. Was it Uh, Dana? 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 He he come out like. Yeah, fire, I broke a mile inside the set of danger. Bro, he come through the pyro. I'm embarrassed to know these crazy. songs, bro. It's crazy. And then, of course, my third one is from my guy, my favorite debut of all time, Y2J. Yeah. Fire. Mm. Fire. Break the and that's, walls down. That's with, any, that's with any Titron. There's one with the girl coming up like this, and then there's one with the, the ball with the countdown. Hey. Come on, man. Sh- Shout out to my man R True. His theme song is underrated. Bow, 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 bow. Y'all know what time it is. R True, shout out to R True. What's up? What's And you can get nah, this. You know what? Like, uh, but look, man, look, look. Let me let me school you though. Let me school you. R Troop is one of the only people to have like before Cody Rose jumped from AEW to WWE with the same theme song. We had R Truth, man. R Truth had yeah, that "What's real. Up" theme song in TNA. He was yeah. out there. What's mm-hmm. up? What's he went to WWE and kept the same theme. There yeah. was a time in wrestling when this didn't happen. We we didn't see that at all. So the Kay fact quick. that our truth was like, he was the first person to do it. To be honest, yeah. Facts. But look, we can talk about wrestling themes all day. Let us know down below what your favorite wrestling theme is. Who has the top five wrestling themes in wrestling? That's what I want to know. 
But um, fellas, I got a little more wrestling to get into. Y'all, y'all see the not even the rumors. I don't even think it's a rumor at this point. Y'all see the news? We got a free agent, a upcoming free agent. Uh-oh. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. yeah. Which so one? Which Mr. one? Five, hey, I'm about to tell you, brother. Mr. Five Star himself. Will Ospreay is hey. a free agent. And I yeah, he's a free agent in I believe uh February 2024. He has hired a big time sports agent, and apparently he's putting out those fillers out there that he is open to relocating to the US finally. This has been something that people have been wishing for for a decade, but it's finally here. Will Ospreay is saying that he's open to relocating to America and signing with WWE or AEW. So, fellas, I want to pose this question to y'all. Where does Will Ospreay land? Because, honestly, I hate to say it. I know that you guys are WWE fans, but I don't see Will Ospreay coming to WWE. I know people I don't either. think that that's the case. I, I just I don't see it. Matter of fact, I don't see any of these aging veterans, these Jay Whites and the Will Ospreys and the Tamatangas. I don't see any of them coming to WWE just for the simple fact that AEW is more of what they're used to. It's more the same. They're comfortable. They can wrestle in AEW and still appear in New Japan or wherever else they want to appear in. Over there, they're going to be a big fish in a small pond. I hate to say that because it sounds it sounds like I'm putting AEW down, but let's be honest. When you're in AEW, you're a big fish in a small pond. You come over to WWE, and it's like now Brock Lesnar's at the top of the car, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes. There's like a million people ahead of you in WWE. And because of that, I can't see Will Ospreay over there. But the main reason I don't see Will Ospreay making that WWE jump is because Tony Khan is willing to overpay. Tony Khan is going to give Will Ospreay a blank check and tell him to write your number on there, and we'll sign you because in WWE – they make stars like nothing. They make stars the same way McDonald's make double cheeseburgers. WWE could sign a, a failing college football athlete off the field tomorrow and make him a star within a year and pay him whatever they want to pay him. So they're not going to break their necks to sign Will Ospreay for all these all this money when they can just make someone else for cheaper. So I, I honestly see Will Ospreay either staying in New Japan or making that AEW move. How y'all feel about that? I th- I personally think that he, you know, I don't think he's a WWE guy either. Um, this guy is a wrestling fanatic, uh, clearly. Um, I can see him at TNA or AEW. Um, if he's TNA. looking, if he's looking for that bag, of course he's going to AEW because you know Tony will write that check. But I can see him in TNA as well or staying out there. But to me, if he's hiring this new agent. This new big agent, I don't think that he plans on staying in New Japan. I really think he wanted to test his test the waters. And I can see Will going to AEW. He's a fanatic wrestler. He's dope. Even though I would love to see Will versus Ricochet. That'll be a fire NWWE, match. That'll be fire. Oh, hey, man, they got classics. They got match. classics in New Japan. Yeah. Him and, him and Ricochet me. got a classic in New Japan. So if they can yeah, do that so. over in WWE, I just I don't see I don't him going to WWE man. at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't underestimate Hunter in this equation. I don't see Will going to WWE, but I wouldn't underestimate Hunter wanting Will. Um, I think right. Hunter is a wrestling guy, and I think Hunter wants to mix more of the indie style wrestling into WWE's product, and we're currently seeing it with you know the Garganos and the Champas. <laughs> 
having competitive matches out there with the Ludwigs and seeing Ludwig Kaiser uh, promos, like, I mean, uh, pack- package videos. Like, Hunter wants more of that in the product. Like, it's just, it's apparent. And I could see Hunter making it a mission to really court Will Osprey and get him over to WWE and making him a big deal. Um, it just makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but that's only because Hunter is in charge of creative. And um, right. when I look at someone like Hunter, when I, I mean, to your point, Quan, like, yeah, they definitely can make superstars 100%. And I definitely think that's their MO. But I, I think but I think Hunter wants to stick it. You know, he wants to stick it to AEW. He wants to stick it to all those guys. Like, he doesn't want to just be he doesn't want WWE to just be this big sports entertainment company. He wants to show the world that he wants to show those IWC fans too. Like, yeah, you come over here, you're going to get those competitive matches too. You're going to get those bangers, mm-hmm. those five-star classics, those undeniable matches. And quite honestly, it would be a real like punch in the face to the IWC to see Will Ospreay in WWE as a top contender having bangers. It's like, what do you, now it's like, okay, what are you going to say now? What, 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 where are your five star reviews going to go now? Huh? Like, what are you really going to say? So right. I wouldn't, I, I'm not saying that he's going to do it, but I am saying I wouldn't underestimate Hunter's desire to uh, be, to get Will over there. Hey, and Will versus Seth Rollins is something that we all want to see. Bro, oh my bad, God, bro. Bad. He might, he might mess around and bring the old Seth Rollins back. For Yo. Real. Dave Meltzer mess around and have a heart attack if Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay get in that ring and get 30 minutes. Yep. Bro, pre-ACO Seth Rollins, that was, hey, that was but, a different beast. <laughs> but, it, but it wouldn't be in the Tokyo Dome. So, you know, Dave Meltzer will still give it four and a half stars. He won't give Facts. it that five, you know. Well, you got to be in AEW or New Japan for that. We know who feeds that guy. <laughs> Yo, but to be honest, though, fellas, I honestly think that yeah, Triple H and WWE wants to stick it to the competition. They want to stick it to AEW. But I don't think that someone like Will Ospreay would be the person who they go after to stick it to them. Because I see the MJFs of the world making that jump. I see the the Malachi Blacks or the, 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 the Will Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, or even the, um, the Warlows. I see guys like that making the jump similar to how Jay Cargill has done or similar to how Brian Pillman has done. He just what's his new name, Lexus King. He just made his NXT debut a couple of days ago and it was pretty solid. So I see a lot of that in the future. And while AEW is losing their big names or like their up and coming names, I see them making big, big offers to those indie guys like the Will Ospreys and the Tamatangas or even the Matt Cardanas, which if Matt Cardana is smart, He'll come back to WWE because I feel like, you know, his character just sticks over there. But at the end of the day, Tony Khan's wallet, man. Tony Khan's wallet is big. He's willing to pay anything to keep these guys away from WWE. So I guess we'll see what happens. But I'm here for it. Whatever it is, I just hope that Will Ospreay does move to the States so I can see him on my TV more often. Because um, I love New Japan. And I know that he wrestles over there in New Japan. But New Japan isn't as accessible to us (laughs) as AEW and WWE is. That's just the honest truth and even impact you can't count impact out because impact just rebranded to tna i know cooley referred to him as tna a couple times in this podcast but we haven't really mentioned it a uh impact is now tna total non-stop mm-hmm. action again and they're they coming for that spot like he smelled blood just, hey sylvan was saying it in the group chat man impact a uh tna they're not just sitting on the sidelines trying to be the third brand anymore they they coming for that second spot 
they rebranding. They out here putting on incredible pay per views because I watched Bound for Glory and Bound for Glory was fired. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay was fired. Impact is here. They here. Uh oh. <laughs> so, AW, you better, you better, you better keep that number two close to your heart because it could be take, taken away just like that, baby. Right, right. That's all I'm saying. Now, look, if you're out there, homie universe, make sure that you comment below. Let us know where you think Will Ospreay will land in this acquisition. Will he stay in New Japan? Will he make his way over to AEW like he's, you know, kind of been doing? Or will he surprise us all <laughs> and pull a pull a uh, LeBron James over to <laughs> Miami Heat and take his talents to South Beach and come to WWE? Let us know how you feel. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on these videos because we need y'all to engage with us, man. We, I don't want y'all ghost watching our videos, man. Don't ghost watch. Don't be that person. Comment below. Let us know how you feel about what we're talking about. We want you to engage with us so we can engage back with you. Now, we're going to bring on a special guest. Like I said, our boy Xavier Omar is here. So let's get into that. Now, fellas, this week we got another special guest, friend of the show, R&B singer extraordinaire, Xavier Omar. What up, hey, X? How you doing? You forgot one accolade. You forgot real NXT. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh, he comes for the title. <laughs> He's coming for that title. Go He's ahead, coming for that title. Got it on him. Give me all got my. It on him. Give me all my accolades. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Yo, thanks, thanks for thanks for doing our podcast, man. We truly appreciate you, my brother. Indeed. Uh, thank y'all. Thank y'all for having a, a platform for us because wrestling for niggas. So thank y'all so much, man. <laughs> right. It's, it's what we here. This what we here to do, man. Yo, yes, Xavier, man. First and foremost, you know I got to thank you personally. You know, my brother, my thank brother. you for being here. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, I just wanted to first and foremost say that for the rest of this audience, like this is a homie. This is yeah. not, this is more than just a special guest. This is definitely a homie. When we say wrestling with the homies, like there's, o- there's only a few people that we can really say it's like, yo, he one of us. And Xavier's been yeah. a really good friend. Um, you've been a really great friend for me for pulling up on like, Almost ten years now, which is kind of insane. Is it really? Wow. Yeah, because we met in 2016. Dang. Yeah, it's kind of insane, Sheesh. bro. We're that's gonna be yeah, nine years next year, man. Yeah, that's um, crazy. <laughs> but I met you on. I met you from a music standpoint. Um, I know you're fresh off of tour now. Are you fresh off of tour? I believe. Just is it uh, fresh off, or are you so like right in the middle? I'm still. I'm in the middle. I'm still on, but we did it different this time around. <clears throat> uh, we just we both wanted to be home with our families and. Uh, helping out our spouses with our children so we broke it up as much as possible so we just did two dates in uh, october there's three in november there's three in december and there's um like four i think in january include london so there's some stuff we haven't like officially announced but it's on the way uh, yeah so you know we're we're, we're really excited yeah and this is with el hey who is also an incredible musician um LA. who is all L.A. Sorry, I always there say L.A. Dang, I'm everybody. Does. LA. Cause the H, you know that, it's that the H. Like, like, yeah, like L.A. Like, it's crazy that you would not. All right. Anyways, um, L.A. Uh, who is who is also been not only who's not also not only a great musician but also like your best friend in a lot of ways. Yeah. So how's that been traveling and you know actually working with your best friend in this capacity? We've been telling the story on uh, radio stations or wherever else we could to try to get people to really understand what's happening with that tour. Like, 
since we were four years old. We've known each other. We've been friends. We've been hanging out. Um, we really reconnected when we were 12. Is it 12? No, 14 when I moved back to Georgia. And uh, he like had an interest in music. He had a group. But I was like, I thought I was a little Bow Wow. I had everything going for me. I'm writing beats. <laughs> I mean, I'm writing songs, making beats, all this stuff. And uh, he was more so singing at the time. And I was flat out rapping. And uh, eventually, you know, he starts coming to the crib and he starts rapping, writing his own stuff. And then we end up, me, him and another young man in, in a group together um, for some years till we were 20. Uh, so we like we really chased it all together uh, from that time frame till now. So um, even after the group ended, he was the one that really had the passion and drive to go be a solo artist and really go for it. I never wanted to be a solo artist whatsoever. So to uh, be at this point at all, to be uh, an artist that's recognized in any capacity, to have uh, our names on the same ticket as co-headlines at this point of our lives, like it's really cool, man. So yeah, Xavier Omar, LA, the Never Dream Tour. Uh, still still got some more cities to go. So neverdreamtour.com, everybody. Absolutely, man. And then um, I also wanted to ask about the dynamic with the families, right? Like, yeah. I think it was really interesting that you had a lot of consideration in how you guys were booking this tour um, for your families. Like, do you think this is something that just from your career moving forward that you'll probably have a lot more um, consideration in when you're touring or just when you're embarking on like the music in general? Yeah, and I think I've I've um I've probably done too much overcorrection. I think um my wife Kristen would probably tell you like, hey, you can go more. <laughs> like if you need to go, um, <laughs> like if you want to go, because I I work right here on this computer. I I spent a lot of my career even before I was dating Kristen. Like I would just record at home and work at home. But I enjoyed the time that I was in the studio working on the If You Feel album uh, before COVID. So like. That's something I haven't been able to have uh, since that time frame, uh, since we had our daughter. Our daughter will be two next month. Um, mm-hmm. So just I've just been here in every step because uh, there's not that many people that we can either leave her with or just, you know what I mean? Like just um, just go out and not have to worry about it, which means when I'm gone, that's still true. So she's like very much uh, the primary caretaker with no help uh, when I'm gone. So I've, I've thought about, I've, I think about that in every decision I have to make. Um, but like I said, I think I've, I think it could be, I, I could even back off some in the sense of like, Hey, like go be a little more free, uh, to do what you need to do. Like, this is a temporary thing and I'll be okay. Like, that's what she wants to, that's what she wants me to know and believe. So, um, but for now, like what I can control, if I can make it easier on her, I will, because I know it's difficult. Cause I've, I've had our daughter by myself for mm-hmm. weeks at a time before, like I get it. Uh, so I, I don't want to put that on her if I don't have to. So it's definitely something I have to consider uh, and that I've like already made adjustments for in different parts of my career. Absolutely. And is there anything that you can share with us that is possibly coming on any capacity from your music side before we start getting into this wrestling stuff? Because it's about that time. Yeah, me and L.A., um, you know, we, we did the single favorite um, as a like, hey, let's just make a song because we wanted to tour together. So we needed something to kind of like help it make sense a little bit. But as we saw people's response to the song, we was like, let's just make some more. So the idea is to put an EP out f- to follow the tour. That's what we really want to do with it. Um, so probably sometime February, March or so. Um, you know, no official date, but we've got records, we've got hooks on everything we want to work on already. So 
um, you know, it's been we've been putting more together. So that's uh, the main news. But also I plan. I've always had a plan to try to be <laughs> Grammy nominated in 2025. So Absolutely. I have to I'm going to drop an album in 24. Um, I've got the concept in mind. Obviously, um, our conversations birthed that. Um, so it's, it's, it's yeah, I've been trying to get production from you, but you don't like me, so that's that. But still, relax, uh, relax. No, so, I, you know, I'm just, got, I'm, I got you, man. You know, I got you. You know, I'm good for it, man. I got you know. some ideas. Um, it's been a little, honestly, a little stagnant, but I got, so I, I heard this message from uh, someone I was listening to. I believe it was Tim Ross. It was, um, you know, fruit, like things aren't supposed to be uh, fruitful in every season. Like, just go, just look at fruit, look at vegetation. Like they have their season mm. when it's like when you can't enjoy them and when they're around and then there's a season where it's not. And then when it's back, people love it. So I've been doing a little bit too much of trying to, uh, I guess, trying to produce, but you don't have to produce fruit in all seasons. So I'm realizing, OK, this is a season where I just need to be living life, taking in the lessons to make the music that will be fruitful later. Um, mm. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I've hit a snag in the middle in the middle of a. Uh, creating my album but at the same time it's still coming out next year and uh i'm excited to finish that up so yeah two projects next year big wisdom oh, big oh. wisdom yeah. big wisdom well thank you so much xavier for that man i definitely want to get into this wrestling stuff with you one of the things that we bonded off of outside of the music and you just being a wonderful human being is wrestling so i have a couple yes, of questions sir. uh for you number one how did you even become enamored with this beautiful sport that we all love um i had to be five or six years old probably six years old i want to say um and i'm scrolling on tv and i don't know why this was on tv we lived on an airbase we lived in warner robbins georgia on the base um and it was just on like regular cable tv because i was just sliding through it in the living room and i see this dude in a brown mask and this like brown cut off shirt and this other guy and it's in in all black and long hair and looks big and scary. And they they're like wrestling in this boiler room and like fighting. Oh. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And I'm just paying attention. So the first <laughs> thing I ever saw was Taker and Mankind in a boiler room. That's match. insane. And That's I'm just crazy. Like, yeah. Just looking at these two characters who look like they should be on the same side as a kid. Like everybody mm -hmm. looks bad. But like obviously there's some differences there. So I'm just I'm taken in by just that alone. And I start just kind of figuring out when it comes on and trying to watch from there and try to keep up with it as much as possible. Uh, I don't remember being able to keep up with it until, like I said, we're Air Force. So we moved to Misawa, Japan, um, late 96. So I might've been seven or eight uh, when I started being able to try to like keep up with Monday Night Raw. Um, Cause that's all it was at the time was just raw. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, man, I I just loved the characters and didn't even realize. I remember the moment it clicked in my mind that like this couldn't have been like actually real because I was, and it wasn't because of something I saw. It was like, why would they keep going to the same places every week if they don't like each other? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my thought. Right. I was like, oh, okay, this probably isn't like like real in that way. But I still loved it because like it's it's Marvel comics, but live every week. Like it's still mm -hmm. great. Right. So nice. um, that's, I fell into it on pure accident. The only thing I, I loved before it combat style was uh, power Rangers. So yeah, this was better than same power here. Rangers for me. <laughs> same here. And is there yeah. a wrestler that 
you would say, because I, I always say, before I even ask this question, I always say rap and wrestling are the same thing, um, especially in our industry, character, charisma, mm-hmm. um, just coming out to the fans. I mean, music in general is really the is synonymous with wrestling. So mm-hmm. when it comes down to just who you are, is there anybody that you related with or that you feel connected with um, in the music space from a wrestling standpoint that you would say like, ah, oh, this is who I am. Like, this is who I would rock as or this or this is someone that I would like um, see myself uh, as being right now. Because I rapped early on, um, I could probably say it was like uh, DX Shawn Michaels because he was a heel. And it was mm-hmm. like everything was just like showy and you, you just had the, the the swagger, braggadocious and all that stuff, right? Like, and I'm, you know, I'm six and seven years old going around telling everybody suck it, doing the cross chops and all that stuff. So like, <laughs> I was just really influenced by Sean um, more than anybody. And I didn't even realize where they were. Like you learn the history and you realize that the company was in a, a spot at the time when Sean was running everything. I didn't realize that. I just thought he was dope. And he was just killing it. So I carried a lot of that attitude into my early like music, the way I would write my raps early on. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything necessarily that connects to how I make music now because it's way more thoughtful in what I'm trying to get across. Um, and it's, there's not a lot of room for ego when you're trying to um, help people in their relationships <laughs> or just make love songs <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, so there's not a whole lot of room for it. So it's almost to a degree like it's it's not disconnected because there's still charisma and, and the swagger and the psychology on the live stage, the storytelling in the albums, like all of that's still there. There's still a lot of stuff I take from wrestling. Psychology is the number one thing uh, with the live crowd that I've taken from wrestling. Um, but yeah, man, there, there might not be one person now, but early on it was definitely Sean. All right, bet. And then my last question before we get into this rundown yeah. is this. I believe the Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick of wrestling is the shield. Hmm. I just think I just believe that. that. I think I think Roman is Drake. I think Seth is Kendrick. And I think John Moxley is Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. I just wanted to pause a little bit before I said it. Um, I wanted to ask you, Xavier, before we get into this rundown, who do you feel is the Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick of wrestling? That makes a lot of sense because all of them have been on the major stage, and whether it's WWE or AEW, been the champion of the company. Uh, the like the champ, the company's championship has been theirs at one point. Yep. Um, and I I don't know how many other people that's true about that lead today. Um, cause I can't quite put, man, anybody else there. Um, yeah. People that are still like, if they're not still dead in their prime, they're like still right there as the right. top guys. Um, yeah, I don't, I have to agree with that. I would change their placements. I, I think Roman is Drake. Um, now he doesn't, obviously he's not like he's Drake because of his appeal. Not because yeah, he's always like putting records out or like he's here every summer because that nigga not here yeah, um, at all. <laughs> I think Seth is cold because he can be very underappreciated at a time and then he'll just remind you why he's amazing. Wow. And then I got uh, I got Moxley as Kendrick just because like, I mean, I think it just makes perfect sense and probably all the same reasons you would think so. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Mox is just gritty. He'll do anything, and he's he's you. Mox is not underrated in any manner to me. Um, yeah, everybody knows he could. He's been the top guy in either company for reasons, like we understand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. I just would change their placements. I don't think I would change uh, who the people are though. Hey man, let's hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm about to jump in. Hold up, man. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. <laughs> I got Roman Reigns as Kendrick. All right, that's look, look, look. crazy. You are listen, smoking tobacco hey, 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 laced. Hey, listen, listen. Let, let me talk to you. That's crazy. Right? You know mm. how Kendrick? You know he comes once in a while. He drop a classic and then disappear. That's what Roman does, man. Roman do the same thing. He be he be gone for months, man. He be like he be like. A father that's on a milk carton. Let's let's be honest. I got wow. Seth. I, I, I got you. Seth. I got Seth Rollins as J Cole. You know he gonna deliver weekly on these features. You know what I'm saying? He gonna he gonna give it to you. And then of course Moxley as as Drake. You know Moxley come on, is come Drake. On. Moxley is Roman, not you, Drake. What has are you to talking Drake. about? There's I'm sorry, bro. I gotta agree. I gotta I gotta agree with Xavier. Um, Come on, Roman has to be Drake because of the appeal. Yeah, Roman appeals to the most people, and Drake appeals to the most people. Like, come yeah. on, now. Seth appeals to the people too. Not like, like rich Roman, people. Though. Oh my god, Not like Roman. Rich all people. of us. So right. all of us. I feel like I feel like Seth would be Kendrick just because Seth appeals to the purest, but he also appears to like the entertainment people. Whereas like Roman Reigns is strictly just like entertainment. And I mean Roman Reigns, that's Drake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't believe you said otherwise, Cooley. Like, this is crazy. That's insane. Hey, I'm, I hey, hey, hey. Look it. I don't want all of us to agree. I am playing devil's advocate here, okay? <laughs> all right. Okay, so, yeah, okay, that's that's okay, what I'm going okay. for. <laughs> now you playing well, since you, bro. <laughs> right. Since you want to play devil's advocate, we might as well go ahead and get into this rundown where we take y'all on a journey throughout wrestling Uh-oh. around the week. Now, Cooley, that's... what do you have for us, my brother? Let us know. Oh, man, I got... I got a lot of things to talk about. Let's let's start off with one of the goats in wrestling, John Cena. You know, he's been um, doing his thing. Yeah, he's been doing his thing for the past four or five weeks. And his latest run is now coming to an end. And I want to ask you, fellas, did it live up to, to his expectations? Or do you want to see more of John Cena? Um, me personally. Um, Who's going to tell the truth? I feel like his run been pretty pretty stale um he hasn't had any oh god he hasn't had any big people to work with because i think they're playing on risk you know he don't want to get injured he's about to go back to hollywood and um i feel like he's been doing his thing though um we're gonna see how his match with solo goes at crown jewel and i'm fine that he's done with his run you know i'm good with it what you guys think Who gonna take it? Who gonna take it? Who gonna tell the truth? Cena, man, like he knows it because he's he says it on the mic. He knows why he's there. He's there to help. To help, he's not there to be the guy. He's not in a position where he can do what he used to because it's reps at this point, and he doesn't have those the consistency of the reps he used to have. So he definitely can't be high level John Cena, even if 2018 wasn't all that long ago. The last time I can really remember him shining. It wasn't all that long ago, but it's still five years on the body that he wasn't like working at a top level. Um, it's just different for him now. He's in a different spot. And so he's the coming in and help the kids guy. Uh coming in and help LA Knight, coming in and help solo, coming in, further this story, coming in and sell some merch. 
not coming and be the guy that that's right. why they're probably never going to give him 17. Like he wouldn't even earn it uh, physically at this point. I don't even think he would accept it if they tried to give it to him. So yeah. it's been enjoyable on the mic for sure. I always love seeing it on the mic, but the matches are just pretty much, I think WrestleMania with, with theory told you everything you were going to get from him from this point on. Yeah. So lackluster in the ring. Um, so at the same time, he probably ends up, he's probably going to put Solo over. So you, Theory's going to have a win over him. Solo's going to have a win over him. And that's a, like you using your power for the right things at that point. So you got to appreciate why he's back. So look, man, I'm going to be honest. John Cena's mystique is kind of wearing off with this run. Because like oh, when John man. Cena, it's the truth. When John Cena would appear on my TV, it was always like, wow, can't believe John Cena is showing up again in WWE. But with seeing him, consecutive weeks over and over that mystique is kind of gone and it, it, it's kind of at the point where it's like here goes cena again doing the same old cena thing i gotta be honest this is what this cena run is to me you ever invite a shorty to your crib you know y'all do y'all thing y'all have fun and then she kind of just like lingering around afterwards so you, you turn the movie on y'all watch a movie oh my movie God. ends lingering and now around. she's comfortable her, her shoes off she on the couch her feet up and it's like all right i'm gonna turn another movie on Y'all fall asleep. You wake up. And now she she done went and got a pillow off the bed. She underneath the blanket. And it's like, yo, I enjoyed your time. I'm glad you came. This was fun. But you got to go home at some point. That's what this Cena run is to me. Like, Cena, we love you. We're happy you came. You did your thing. But, like, at some point, you got to go back to Hollywood because it's time for us to move on to new things. I'm sorry. That's the truth. Truly ungrateful truly ungrateful truly <laughs> truly and let me just say ungrateful. i love cena i love john cena by the way this is nothing disrespect to john cena i love yeah, john we all cena, love cena like i think john cena's return has been wonderful i've had a beautiful time watching this man put over talent be completely selfless have a great time smiling he's being goofy and at a time where our WWE Universal Champion was nowhere to be found for two and a half months. That guy held it down for us. All right. And I don't think his mystique has gone away at all. I don't even think John Cena has mystique. Let's just keep it a bean. Like, yes, it was mm -hmm. great to see him come back after not being around for X amount of time. But John Cena is not a mystique guy. He's not like The Undertaker, where it's like, I don't want to see The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see The Undertaker for four or five weeks. That would be terrible. That's mystique to me. Like I, At this point, I want to see The Undertaker come in once every blue moon. John Cena, I want him around. He's funny. He's lively. He brings in the kids. He gets pops. And he can still go to a certain degree without it looking like it's embarrassing. I love this reign. I mean, not this reign. I love this return. I thought it was no, great for did. everybody involved. Yes, I did. I love this reign. I thought it was great. It was great for everybody involved. LA Knight got a rub. I mean, come on, man. Like, how can, how ungrateful, ungrateful. <laughs> so he's been, a legend, man. What, a, what, would we legend. Have, what would we have been watching for the past four weeks without these? Jimmy Uso, baby. No, yeah, we would have. We would have watched him. Jimmy is great. Jimmy is great. Yeah, Jimmy is great. Jimmy's great. hitting a home run. Yeah. But, but I loved it. I, we'll we'll see. I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Cena. I think we're going to see Cena at Mania. Um, I think he'll be back for a few key spots. But 
you know, Hollywood does call and he's got to go where he's got to go. So thank you. Think gonna thank you, Cena, for returning for us. You don't think he's going to wrestle? We, we, no, not at Mania. Well, what would he do if he's not wrestling, though? Like, he got he got to be there in some capacity. Same thing he did. And where was they at when he just got on the mic? Oh, in London, when he just got on the oh, mic yeah, yeah. talking. Like, you could be there, you know what I mean? But he don't, he don't need to wrestle. For what? Because when was the last Ooh, time? Against last time? He uh, wrestled yeah. against what? Theory? Last yeah. Year. Theory Early this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very see no was, few, you could put that under one of his make a wish things because that's all three <laughs> would have loved growing up is to wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania. Right, right. So he just yeah. granted a, another wish. That's all that was. Yeah, right, that's crazy. <laughs> and look, well, we I want to be we, clear. Wait, 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 before you before we move on, I just want to be clear that this is no disrespect to John Cena because I, I I have enjoyed this run in a way. I do like what he's doing for LA Knight because LA Knight is definitely benefiting from being in there with John Cena, but. I do think that the mystique is kind of wearing off because don't forget, we hated John Cena for years because he was out there every week. And when he went away, he came back and you don't hear Cena sucks no more because we're all like enamored by him. So seeing him every single week, it's kind of reminding us of why we hated him in the first place. Speak for yourself. <laughs> God bro. damn. Speak, speak for hey, yourself. Yo, yo. I'm having, I'm having a great Cena, time, John Cena. Come back. I never hated Cena. Before. I never hated Cedar. I, I thought people were just trying to be cool by hating the baby face. I, I didn't hate him. I hear you. He was he was doing his thing always. Hey man, shout out John Cena for giving us what The Rock's supposed to be giving us at the end of the day. You know, right. um, don't even mention. Hey, that guy, man. hey, <laughs> hey. Let's uh, let's take it. Let's take it to the NFL real second, man. Um, NFL. For those who know, yeah, let's take it to the NFL for a second. Oh, for wow. those who don't know, uh, Travis Kelsey. He's going with this this lady name. Oh, Taylor God. Swift, I believe she's like a megastar R&B singer or something like that. R&B? Country. Country? Right? Or country? Country? Something like that, so right? She's kind of a, she's a pop huh. hybrid. Pop? Pop. Oh, okay. hybrid. Yo, Yo Swifties. Swifties, do not come after me, all right? I am not Grayson <laughs> Waller. But speaking of Grayson Waller, this man called Taylor Swift a six, and her fans with ballistic, they start trashing him. Oh, my God. And then this guy released a fake apology video and then called her fan base the ugliest group of losers on the internet. <laughs> Yo, Grayson is insane, dog. Like, is he playing with fire? Like, what's going on here? Me, I, I, I truly believe that being that her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, is a WWE fan and he always wanted to come on, I feel like this is reeling it in. And we are going to see him and possibly her on stage really, really soon. So this is all hilarious to me. I love it. Grayson is hilarious. This dude is a comedian. They don't got dude enough is- money in the world to get Taylor, but they're going to get Travis. Yeah. Uh- they don't, they're going to get Travis. <laughs> Taylor not going to do that. No. <laughs> They'll for sure. They'll for sure get Travis. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, that's- um, Grayson Waller is wild for this. Like. It's 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 funny seeing the Swifties like re- react to this because they clearly don't understand that he's in character and he's a WWE superstar. They just see a right. random guy like <laughs> trashing their queen, so they are in his mentions going crazy. But like, yo, let's calm down, calm down. This man is playing a character, and he's kick. He's he's hitting a home run with this. Him and Theory are hitting a home run. He is incredible. I love Grayson <laughs> Waller. I've always loved Grayson Waller. I went to. Um, Wale Mania when Mania was here in Dallas and uh, there was a few NXT stars ended up on stage and Wale was there and he's the only one 
who could not for two seconds step out of his character. He's just like straight up just heckling people and just anybody in the crowd, anybody who said anything, he had something <laughs> right back to say. He doesn't turn it off. And that's great to see because you, you just don't, nobody lives to that level of kayfabe anymore. And so it's really cool to see it and to be so smart to use it uh, to help his career and in turn help the company, which in turn helps his spot um, and secures the future, the bright future that we already know he's going to have. Like, Big Grayson Waller fan forever over here. Yo, seeing this guy go at the Swifties is insane. <laughs> I like the Swifties and the Barb's are two fan bases. I don't want any smoke with <laughs> under any type of pretenses. I don't even nah. care if it is kayfabe, bro. So I applaud Grayson for even having the courage to go at these at these uh beautiful fans. Because at the uh, end of the day, look at this guy. Incredible. Yeah, I don't want to. These beautiful, guy, yeah. lovely. These beautiful, lovely Swifty fans. You know, I I applaud Grayson for even having the courage to play into the kayfabe for this because they are two fan. Barb's and the Swifties are two fan bases you do not want smoke with, man. And to have that type of heat is unprecedented, man. I I wouldn't be surprised if Swifty started showing up just to hate on them. Just to be like, whoa! Just to crazy. just to pull up, yeah, pulling up at WWE events just to just to have signs and be like, yo, we hate this guy. Like they're passionate, so right. Did and y'all that's, see? If, that's money for him. Did y'all see? He showed up at a house show with a Taylor Swift shirt on. Bro, yeah, what? I saw that. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> he had a Taylor Swift shirt on. Yo, he <laughs> is a master troll, dude. That man said, "This song sucks." <laughs> Shout out to Grayson Shout out Waller, Grayson man. Waller, man. Oh but man, I gotta ask. I gotta ask y'all this question though: Are y'all interested in seeing um, Kelsey in WWE, or is that something that you don't? Really absolutely care not. For? No, absolutely not. No, I do not care. I don't care. I don't care. Not that as like. Be, a, I don't want to see a match or him be like a character. I would love to see him on screen for the heck of it. We got LeVar Ball on screen in WWE. Like, it'd be cool to get Travis Kelsey in Kansas City just to see, like, just to have a moment on television, something that they could put on their socials and let it go crazy. Like, that would be fun. Uh, But, like, do I want to see him in a ring? It's like the same way I didn't want to see Gronk in WWE. Like, I just... Right. I want to see George Kittle because he looked like he might actually wrestle. Like, for real, for real. I mean, I'm um, interested in that, but nah, I don't. Travis, I think, is more so about the entertainment aspect only. Nah, I don't. I don't want to see him wrestle. Yeah, get him on screen. You know, get him on screen if they have a show out there. That'd be dope. Right. We didn't want to see Logan Paul though. I I said we didn't want to see Logan Paul wrestle at one point, and you know. Yeah, hey, that, that dude's that a natural. That's Logan Paul is the one, though. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that guy. Is, he's you know, a chosen maybe, one. Maybe Travis Kelsey we, we, is the one. No, he's not. But, nah, yeah, Paul is definitely the chosen one. Good you try, know. brother. <laughs> no, good try. But hey, you know who is the one, you guys? Dominic Mysterio. Hey, let's talk about yes, it real quick. Sir. Let's, let's Dirty talk Dom. about it. Yo, Dirty let's Dom, talk boy. about it. Dirty so Dom. apparently. <laughs> So apparently everybody is basically saying that his booze are manufactured and piped in. And one of those dudes that was saying that was Sean Ross Sapp. And I want to get you guys um, a pin on this. Sean Do you guys Ross think? Sapp. Come on, man. You already know what it is. You know what it is. Across the hall. You already know the waves. But, um, <laughs> Across the hall. I see what you're implying there. <laughs> but uh, do you guys think those booze are piped in? Um, I feel like 
I don't know. I seen the crowd reactions, like people that was actually at the shows, and those boos were crazy. First of all, you have Dom Mysterio that everybody hates, and you have Logan Paul that everybody hates. So how in the world would those boos be fake? I just feel like people are just trying to build up an engagement, you know, a reaction, and they just hating. They just hating. I feel like those things are real, man. That's just I'm going to agree with that. Um, even if WWE were piping in those booze, so what? They're mixed <laughs> in with what's actually <laughs> happening because niggas can't wait to boo Don Mysterio. And that's part of the like the, the love. They, everybody within Judgment Day has their own dynamic with the crowd. Uh, Finn and Damien have more of the just the regular heel heat. Everybody <clears throat> loves Rhea. So you're going to give like they actually cheer for her. And can't wait for Dom to try to talk. We're going to boo as loud as we will all night long. And that's just like, that's part of the, the joy of it all. So I don't think they're doing that. Um, when Triple H was out there for the first time, I think he was, I think he made a comment about that because he realized mm-hmm. like, dang, this is really crazy. Like I haven't been yeah. out here for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, like, especially this past week, I, I, I get that Sean Ross gets the, uh, he has inside scoop and stuff from people in the company, but I don't, it doesn't make sense. Sometimes I think the company, the contacts be trolling, bro. Cause it's just not a necessity. Like we're out of the Thunderdome. We don't need it. And I know that they will still try to do it here and there. Like when LA Knight was still supposed to be a heel, they would try, they were piping in the booze for him during his entrance. Like, even though everybody was starting to love him by that point, like I get it. They'll do that sometimes, but we don't need to with dirty Don, baby. Like that's, it's one of the fun parts of the show. So, I don't I don't care for it. I don't believe it because I'm going to be out there screaming crazy when I see him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've been to shows when Dom was out there doing his thing, and I can 1,000% vouch for those boos. Those boos are 100% real. People are really standing up, cheering, booing Dom Mysterio when he's in that ring because we love to hate him. It's like a hate love at this point. It's not yeah. it's not real hatred. We we love him so much that we play into this and we boo him. So that's 100% real. But WWE is manipulating the mics a little bit. Like they turn the mic down when Dom is cutting his promo so you can barely hear them cuz at the end of the day, it's a production. So like Xavier Omar said, who cares? You guys realize <laughs> that wrestling is a production, right? Yeah. Like would you would you also believe if I told you that Wrestlers wear lifts in their boots so they can appear taller on TV. Did you also know that The Undertaker is not really a yep. dead man? He's playing a character. <laughs> it's a production at the end of the day. So if you're upset that WWE is manipulating reactions on their show, which is a production, a weekly television show, then you need to go outside, touch grass. Please, touch some grass. I need to, let me piggyback on that real quick, just about um, something else from The Undertaker. I always grew up believing this man is seven feet tall. Do you know it broke my heart when he was standing next to Kevin Love and Kevin Love yeah. like Wilt Chamberlain next to that man? I was like, oh my God, bro. Like, yeah. no way. He used to wear them <laughs> lifts, man. Take her out here, a small forward in the league, bro. I thought he was like yeah. really funny. I thought he was like really seven. Seven. <laughs> oh. I I grew up thinking Big Show was seven foot five hundred pounds. Yeah. 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 Adult me found out that Big Show was only like 390. I was hurt. I'm like, wait, what? He's not <laughs> so 500 pounds. Uh, so the same thing for Andre the Giant, too. Supposed to be yeah. like right. seven foot something, man, like six, seven, six, eight. It's like, all right, it's well. a production, fellas. Yeah. It's production. Look, man, Dom is the one. Um, it just is what it is. 
these boos are very are very much real in my opinion. I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen a dynamic like this before. Uh, I think the last time I've seen someone be booed in a way where we love to boo them was what was uh, Shorty's name again? Um, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. Yup, Nick Vicky Guerrero. Oh yeah, it was good just day. like, oh. well, excuse me. <laughs> we have and it's and it's very timely. So I love to draw back to that as well. Uh, and plus, I mean, look, man, Dom is a baby face waiting to happen. We really all love yeah. Dom. We man. love him, and um, I really love. I also love the fact this is kind of off a tangent, but I love the fact that he's being aligned with Logan because I feel like he's gonna give a lot of that heat to Logan, and I think Logan is gonna turn on Dom, and I think that's gonna be like one of the wildest baby face switches we ever seen in a while but that's just me yeah. that's just me playing fantasy booking in my head either way i don't care if the booze are piped in um but i know they're not piped in like it, it's just like bro you can't fake that type of heat you just can't Man. like we respect we Logan Paul, but i don't think we're ever gonna like cheer him as a baby face even if he plays the character it's like miz when, when they made miz a baby face we love miz is a hall of famer Famous. like he's got the track record for sure i want to boo miz like, right, I, and I think Logan Paul is one of those guys. Unfortunately, um, even though I want to see every one of his matches, I also want him to be the bad guy in all those matches. Yeah, uh, right. so I don't know. I don't know about you know. I don't know about turning him. Even with Dom, I don't know about turning him in the future. It's Dom is gonna happen, man. I'm telling Dom, you, yeah. when, listen, Dom is one. Yeah. Yeah. Dom when, when, the judgment, when the judgment day is out there, yeah, 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 beating for sure. down. For sure. <laughs> He rolls nice at, at Austin Theory. When when the Judgment Day is out there beating down Rey Mysterio, and Dom comes in there and saves his father, and then they hug in the middle of that ring for the first time, do you know how crazy that crowd is gonna go? I'm telling you, Dom is the biggest babyface waiting to happen. I think he can be uh-huh. Eddie Guerrero status. It's coming. It's coming. Uh-huh. We might be a ways like- away from it now, but it's coming. I feel like he's just perfect as a hell, man. Like ah, man. I don't know about a baby face turn. Hey, look, I like him as a lion. We'll see though. We'll see. The girls like him. Yeah. Hey, the girls like him. The girls like him. When you got the women on your side, that's 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 half the battle right there. Mm -hmm. And they like him. That's true. That's true, man. You gotta figure out how to promo. You said what? Yeah. He's gonna have to figure out how to promo as a face, but I think I I would like him as a wrestler as a face for sure. Yeah, yeah, he is going to have to figure out a promo watch face because. Hey, look, <laughs> I'm saying we hated we hated Eddie Guerrero when he was lying, cheating, stealing, but eventually mm-hmm. it got over as a as a face thing. We love the lying, yeah. cheating, stealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not, man? <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, baby face. Dominic Yo, Mysterio, man. Story about that too. So I'm playing. Um, I'm playing WWE 2K23 and got the menu music on it. I put like the wrestler's theme in the menu, right? So I'm just like scrolling through something and my wife comes in. I'm not even paying attention because in my head, this is just all wrestler theme music. And she was like, what, who would make this song? And I started paying attention. We lie. We steal. We steal. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like oh man. Like now that you, now that you say it, I like, I get it from an outsider. Like we lie. We see you steal as a song is random. It's as, like, insane. Why, why is this a song? It's very insane. What a time, man. What a time, y'all. That's crazy. It's highly man. offensive. Vince, man. You know, Vince. You know Vince is a wild. That man's a Virgo. He'll do anything, man. You know the vibes. But let's talk about Burger T, man, and his comments. Oh, yeah, on, man. Yeah. His comments on a, the future superstar, 
L.A. Knights. Yeah. yeah. So he said um, it's time to pull the trigger on L.A. Knights' momentum. Mm. Um, and he, he believes that he should be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, do we all agree on that? No. I don't think right now. I don't know. No. Nah, not right now. I, I truly want Roman to pass Hulk Hogan's record. So please protect that for the next year because what it will happen. What is Hulk happen. Hogan's record? Um, like 1,400 days it, or something like that. 1,400? 14, something like that. Yeah. But that's uh, in September. We'll be past that. And I know that Sylvan says LA Knight is the future because, you know. Yeah. Okay. I think it's theory. But yeah. Um, the future is now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the I think nice the he's the present he's the present not not the future yeah. he's the present yeah. but I don't want to see him thrown in Roman anytime soon so that's just me I don't know what Booker T is talking about shout to Booker he's a legend but yo he's smoking that dust yeah I think doing the whole records thing at this point with with Roman Reigns is dumb because you're never going to get to the ultimate record that Bruno has because of the yeah. way that they used to do things back then. So I get the idea of resetting the modern rule book, but at that point, just call it the modern, the modern record and leave it at that. Like we don't need to overtake Hulk Hogan from way back when Hogan wasn't doing 12 PLEs a year. Like they didn't have that many. So anyway, I, uh, it's annoying to me now. It's still to answer the question. It's still not time. To get rid of uh to to get rid of Roman's reign, I think L.A. Knight, uh, him getting to the main event to a title match is is the push is the big deal. I think eventually they have to find a way to get the world title on him, um, just because of the story that's still set to go with the WWE title. You still got you you got two years left in the story of that title between two wrestlers, right? So if they decide to keep Roman until he passes Hogan's record or if they give it to Cody and they're going to have to give him, I think a lengthy run. Um, like it, it'd be a shame if it wasn't at least close to a year when they give Cody uh, the title finally, because he's just earned it to be quite honest. Uh, so I think that there's like at least another, I said two, but at least another year, either direction uh, between two people with the universal title. So if we're going to move LA Knight to a championship level, like let's let's figure out a way to eventually get him to the world title. Maybe whoever takes it off Seth is who he takes it off. Um, you, but I think this is about proving that he's at the main event level, getting in there with Roman. And I think Booker T is speaking from um, the place that he was in when he felt like, well, everybody felt like he should have beat Triple H at that Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think he's speaking from that place like, man, I've been here and I understand what this momentum is like. It's time to do it. He's been there twice because WCW as well. And yeah. they did it with him. They did it. And that was a surprise. Um, but at the same time, this is different. What Roman has going on and what Cody uh, deserves. This is a different time. So, no, you don't put the title on L.A. Knight right now. Got to agree with that. You cannot put the title on L.A. Knight right now. And I would love to see L.A. Knight with the title. I think that he deserves it. He's been grinding for, sure. for years. He did his thing in Impact. He did his thing in NWA. He's finally in WWE at the top of the card. So I'm, I'm, I love it. I love watching it. I love to see it. But it's too fast. It's too, too fast. LA Knight just got hot like eight months ago. Mm-hmm. I know we want to put a rocket ship on him and blast him to the top and put the title on him right away. But, fellas, we got to re- 
we got to remember, we still have a show to write after he wins the title. Mm-hmm. Where does LA Knight go after he wins the title? What does he do? The money is in the chase. So let him chase it for a little bit. We still got too much story to tell with Roman as that champion. He hasn't finished his chapter with, Ro- um, with Cody Rhodes yet. We still want to see what's going to happen with the Jay Uso dynamic. And honestly, I want to see what's going to happen with the Jimmy Uso dynamic because we all see that that problem brewing up right now with Jimmy cosplaying as Roman when Roman's not there and <laughs> pretty much trying to take <laughs> right. his spot. So there's Jimmy, way too man. much Hemi. He's Hemi. So it's he way too Hemi, much bro. story to tell right now with Roman Reigns as champion. We can't cut that short just to build on LA Knight's momentum. LA Knight is going to have that momentum whether he's champion or not. So no, Booker T, I'm sorry. I love you, but it is not the time to put that title on LA Knight. Not yet. Let's give him they're another gonna, year. They're going to redraft him with the new GMs. He's going to be on Raw. Mm-hmm. I like LA Knight. I love LA Knight, first and foremost. No, I was going to say like? You like I him? Love LA, I love <laughs> LA Knight. LA Knight is the future. The future is now. I'm not oh, waiting God, 10 years to be the face of the company. I don't have 10 years. Um, I'm thinking about what's happening right now. So I love LA Knight. Do I think he needs to beat Roman Reigns? Absolutely not. I mean, there's just there's not enough story. Uh, there's been so much that's happened with Roman Reigns and so many people that are involved in this long three-year terror reign that LA Knight coming in in the past, what, three, four weeks at a Crown Jewel event beating for the universal title that's been held for three and a half. Like, no. Even I, like, no. Absolutely not. Now, as a fan, I'd be like, like if I was a kid, like mm-hmm. as a kid, an eight-year-old kid, nine-year-old kid, I would be stoked if I love LA Knight and I hate Roman Reigns. But like Quan said, we do have a show to run. We have so many other dynamics that we have to play out. There are so many twists and turns that are bound to happen. And I do agree with Xavier where we do need to see either Cody take this from him or it Honestly, that's I, that's how I see it. Honestly, I, I think Cody needs to be the one. There's no other right. option to me. Yeah, Cody. Cody, Cody has one. to be the one, man. Yeah, I'm he sorry. If, the, if it's anybody else, I don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I just don't. I still, I still don't want to be completely on board with Cody has to be the run. Just because, because you like, hate Cody. No, I love. Cody. Quan did a 360, man. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Quan like did a Cody whole 360, anymore. man. Hey, he don't do that. Now. Don't do that. I love Cody. I just feel like WWE has the power to make stars. We see it all the time. So, even though right now it looks like Cody's the only one, who knows? In, in eight months, maybe it's Trick Williams or maybe it's Braun. Bra- maybe it's anybody. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? It would be too I'm soon. Just, I'm just saying, if WWE wants to nah. pull a trick on someone, they're gonna do it. They're gonna put all their chips into him. We've seen them do it before. It's so gonna it be the like son. Cody. It's gonna be the son of a legend. It's gonna be the man that wrestled with a torn peck. It's gonna be that guy. <laughs> Nobody else. Whoa. Right. Come on, we, man. The only theme song we sing word for word. Like this is gonna be what? that guy. Yo, is that the like, best theme song in wrestling right now? That is the best theme song in wrestling. Yeah, it is. It I really, love it. Yeah, it I really is. It's yeah. really, it might be. It might be. My you know father who, said. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know who had an incredible theme song? Man, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's return theme oh, song. Man, yeah, it I was, love it was fire. I legitimately fire. Would just listen to it sometimes. It's great. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Facts. Yes, indeed, man. Well, speaking of title matches, let's talk about Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio, which mm. is set for Crown Jewel. You guys, you guys, is it time for Logan's first title reign? Um, I was hoping that, you know, Santos was going to get his first run. But 
I would not be mad at a Logan Paul title reign. I think he deserves it. Why not? Um, he's you know he's he's over in a, in a, in a good way right now. Um, everybody hates him. Everybody loves him. So I would love to see him you know get his run and get his bricks off. For sure, Logan Paul into WrestleMania as a champion is money. Like yeah. it's just money. Um, Logan Paul's a champion in general. That's the, whatever the the headlines and press is going to be from that um, is good for business in that way. But also for someone that talented, um, that athletic, I think he just deserves that kind of run. I think every I don't I can't think of a person that has his level of natural ability, the matches that he's had that hasn't been given a title run at some point, just in general as a pro wrestler. So he's just one of those guys that that flat out does deserve it. Um, and then I don't know exactly what they're going to do with him going into Mania, but it makes sense for him to be a champion and going into WrestleMania. Um, so if if for no other reason, just that. Um, yeah, I don't even care who he feuds with next. And as far as <laughs> like Santos and the LWO story, they, they were just trying to, I feel like they capitalize on just the Latino fan base, but they haven't given... LWO to be to have, have an opportunity to really uh, be their own characters like they were with Legato. Like they didn't have a chance to flesh that out because they're just like, I think they're better as heel characters, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, as much as I like Santos as a wrestler, I don't even care to see him be champion right now because the character's not there at the moment. Right. So Logan and nobody else. Santos ain't even the hottest in LWO anymore. Like, for one, it's Rey Mysterio, but number two, that's Carlito. <laughs> Carlito's oh, Carlito. back. Carlito so back, like, yeah. Right. Right. We're all invested in Carlito. So, and Zelina, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know about Santos, but um, Logan Paul. Logan Paul is incredible at wrestling. I didn't, I, I never saw this coming. When he stepped in that ring, I thought that this was just another one of WWE's celebrity crushes of the, of the month, but no. He hit he hit a home run. He's really good. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world today, which is crazy to say. Facts. But I don't think that him what the uni um the universal the United States title is what I want to see, and I'll, I'll I'll explain why. Who's the universal champion right now? Roman Reigns, right? How often do we see Roman Reigns on TV? It's not a lot. If Logan Paul was the U.S. champion. How often do we see Logan Paul on TV? It's not a lot, right? I, I think we're going as champion. I think we get him a few times a month. He's not going to be on TV every week. I mean, he, I would hope he'll so. Be <laughs> he'll be I there. would hope so because right now he's not on TV a lot. And Roman Reigns is not on TV a lot. And both of these titles are on SmackDown. So it's like if, if both champions aren't there, it's like, what are we watching? The tag team titles? Are the, like, what does SmackDown have if both of the two top champions aren't there? I think he'll be That's there. That's the only reason champion. I wouldn't want Logan. But if Logan's going to be there every week, then, oh, sign me up. I'm there right now. But if Logan is going to have this one one show per month type of deal that he's already doing, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not down. I'm sorry. We need to see champions that are around. We can't have two champions that are out of the picture. I'm sorry. Put the belt on Logan Paul. And I don't care how long he's gone. I don't care if he's there once. I don't care if he's there once a year. You know why I don't care if he's there once a year? Because I haven't cared about the United States Championship in over two years. I okay, haven't stop, cared stop, about this stop, belt stop, 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 at all. Hey, I just I'm haven't tired. cared about it. I don't I'm care about it. Rey Mysterio's reign has been <laughs> non-existent. I know you guys want to push theory onto me, but that theory title reign was terrible. It was so boring. I forgot he had it. 
It was a very boring rain. It was like watching paint dry. I don't know who had it before then. And I and I don't even know who had it before then. Bobby. So Lashley, yeah, put maybe? it. I don't know. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah, you know what? Somebody. You know, we need to appreciate this title, and maybe we'll appreciate it when it's gone. So give it to Logan Paul. Put him off TV. Have him do some pre- some international press. Get into get on NBC and make this a big deal again, so that the next person who challenges it feels like a big deal. It needs a break because it has not felt prestigious in a very very long time, and that's my TED talk. That was a great take. I feel like we need a face <laughs> champion. You don't think we need a face champion that's a fighting champion? Like, who, like Dragon, who, who Dragon would you Lee? think? Dragon, Dragon Lee? Lee? Who, why right are you now? trolling <laughs> us right now? Dragon Lee is nice. But look, Logan Paul, Dragon Lee, WrestleMania. How is that not great? Oh, that's going to be incredible. Yeah. Right. That's, if, that's, if that's the match, sign me up right ooh. now. Get that. Get Got to get it on Logan first to get there. Yeah, to make right, it mean something. Right, right. So like that All just right. it just makes so much sense to me. And everything that you said, Silvan, about making it prestigious again, because he's gonna be everywhere with it. Even when he's not on television, right. he's gonna be on, on his podcast, on mm-hmm. whatever else he's doing. Whenever he's out promoting Prime, he's also promoting WWE in that way. So like he's yeah. gonna be I feel like now he I hope he doesn't, but I feel like he might go box and wear that belt out to the boxing match. Ooh, like, crazy. He just Which like yo crazy. There's be crazy. so many possibilities for him up until Mania. So it just makes so much sense to me. Y'all Man, Logan, knowing Y'all Logan, he might even he might even go do MMA. With the belt being that they merge <laughs> right, right. now, so you just right. never know with Logan. Man, he does everything. That dude is a freak of nature, man. Hey, his yeah, brother crazy. is fighting MMA soon. I think he's fighting uh, Nate. Yeah, Y'all heard about that? What like, Jake Paul yeah, fighting crazy. Nate? I don't want to see Nate, that. Nate, yeah. that's that's what that's nasty work. I don't want to see that. That was a death wish. That's what that was. Right? Yeah. Like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yo, man. So before I get out of here, I got one more topic to talk about, and it's about a legend. <laughs> By the name of Ric Flair, man. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> did y'all did y'all see what he did this week, man? This man showed up at AEW Dynamite Good as a him, gift man. to Sting for Tony <laughs> from Tony Khan. Yo, <laughs> I was like, "What is going? Why is Ric Flair on Dynamite? Like, it just threw me completely so off." <laughs> I was like, "What?" But yo, so being that Rob Van Dam's mania appearance was canceled because he showed up to AEW. Do you guys think WWE is going to make a petty move towards Ric Flair in the future? Yes. Um, of course. It's WWE. <laughs> These guys are petty. They've been petty all year towards across the hall. You know, like, what, what are we talking about? But then again, when was the last time Ric Flair, like, on, on screen at WWE? Yeah. They, they had his – they used to – there was a moment when he his woo would be at the beginning of the show when they did the whole, like uh, – the entrance mm-hmm. and they took it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still. If, I know they did put it back in at one point. I don't know if it's still there now. I think but if it gone. is, they about to take it out again. <laughs> just how they are, bro. Um, so they surprised me during um, when they were talking about the Intercontinental Title reign, and they were like going through that list, and they had CM Punk in there. Like it, they surprised me that they even did that much. Uh, but they they are as petty as they come, and I would be really really. I'd be surprised if they did business with Rick uh, anytime soon because honestly, what's the point right now? Like, what do we need Rick for? So right. even if Charlotte is yeah. going for sixteen, like you don't need to be here. Like, yeah, there's, just, there's no <laughs> point in it. So the the woo, it's funny you bring that up because the woo that was at the beginning of the whole 
here now forever together whatever that was removed because um an episode of dark side of the ring had released where they were talking about the plane ride from hell and we all know about the plane ride from hell was a Mm -hmm. lot of crazy things that went down on that plane and i guess rick flair was being rick flair and kind of harassing people or whatever and so they removed that woo and tony khan at the time had said that he would never work with rick flair or have him on his show because of that so it's kind of crazy seeing him like renege on that now and bring Ric Flair in. Like I don't, I kind of don't understand. Like I, I get the whole Sting dynamic. Him and Sting go way back, and Sting is on his his last dance, his MJ retirement tour. So it, it makes sense from that perspective. But I don't know Tony Khan saying that he wouldn't work with a guy like that, and then turning around and working with him is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, look, Ric Flair is Ric Flair. They said it in that uh, plane ride from hell documentary. There's just certain things that Rick can do that other wrestlers would be completely excommunicated for. And do I think he'll work with WWE again? Absolutely. I think I think that he'll he'll have some type of some type of involvement at some type in in some point in time because he is Ric Flair. And um, I, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, how people have treated Ric Flair is we'll give you a slap on the wrist. But when the heat dies out, we'll always accept you. Ric Flair, if this was rap, Ric Flair is Kanye West. At any given point, we may hate (laughs) Kanye for a while. We may think this guy is the worst person to ever exist. But after about three to four months, maybe six, we'll develop amnesia and forgive the guy and bring him back in open arms. Now, he may alienate some people. Yeah. But... He is Kanye West, and that's who Ric Flair is in the wrestling community, man. Like, we're going to forgive this guy one way or another, man. Like, people are going to, woo! It's just, it it matters too much to culture. He is, what he's contributed transcends who he is as a person. Which is wild. Very very wild, wild, because he is a very wild, insane person. Yeah, Yeah, Space Mountain, all that, you know? (laughs) Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Well, look, Space Mountain. Since we're talking about forgiving people and, you know, forgiving Ric Flair, before we let you get out of here, Xavier Overmar, I just got to ask you, can you weigh in on this CM Punk topic? I got to I ask every guest that weigh in on CM Punk. Do you think CM Punk is returning to WWE and would you like to see it at all? I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Um, he obviously. I don't know how well he could keep up. He could. He could have, I think, some good matches for maybe two years um, with certain talent. Um, I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to give you any five-star, like make you go crazy or nothing. But I would like to see it because it it's intrigue and it's drama and it's the it's the, the spectacle, the biggest company, uh, pro wrestling company on the planet. Like, it, it would be cool, uh, especially for Survivor Series with that crowd in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, that crowd in Philadelphia for WrestleMania, like as well, like those are just like big moments I would like to see. Will they do it? Is is it about to happen? I really don't think so. But as I say that, I mean, he's liking a Rey Mysterio post on the WWE uh, Instagram today. He's, you know, not saying no on the radio interview yesterday. He's just like talking <laughs> around it. The speculation that he's the devil in AEW, I think, is dumb. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I think that's he's dumb. Not, he's um, not. But he is he is more linked to WWE than anywhere else at the moment. It seems to be. So 
and I wouldn't put it past Triple H to just say, hey, man, like, this makes sense. Are you interested? Like, let's see, you know, can we just bring you in here and there? You don't have to be every week. You don't have to work that schedule you used to work. Like, people get vacations now, apparently. Like, we can make this work to be, um, you know, more of a, a spectacle, like uh, an attraction, which is what you are. You don't have to be on television every week bringing up the young guys. Like, go down to NXT if you want to do that. Talk to them behind the scenes. But here on television, as far as traveling, as far as all that, give us four to five big pay-per-views a year or PLEs a year and like we could talk beyond that. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I, I, I do see it as a possibility. I'm not sure where I sit on it. I feel like I'm more. Do you want to see it? I, I, no, I want to see it. I definitely want to mm. see it. As far as do I believe it's happening? I'm going to put myself at 55%. Yes. There is, there's doubt, but I'm trying to put my hope above it. I'm going to put it at 55% that it's going to happen. Uh, the, the Shinsuke stuff, man. The he's yeah, he's, he's using the GTS. GTS. Yeah, he's, he's, GTS. He's doing the GTS. He's saying yeah. who's worthy to set me free. Like there's some stuff that is lining up right now that doesn't seem like it usually would. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. The USA network is trolling with the rest of us on with their comments. <laughs> yeah. <but> we'll see. <laughs> I forgot it. they hit the emoji eyes. That was funny. Yeah. And it, honestly, it wouldn't make sense for WWE to play into it this much if it wasn't going to happen just because they're setting themselves up for a lot of backlash. So right. I guess I guess we'll he's see. Not pull, he's not pulling up at Survivor Series. He's pulling up at the Rumble. I'm telling y'all right now. It's all we'll the see, setup. We'll see. It's all the setup. We'll they're see, man. We'll to, see. They're setting us up. And when we get to Survivor Series, he's not going to show up. And then the de- And then the hype will be dead. Mm-hmm. And we'll all be like, oh, I guess he really right. isn't pulling up. And then they're gonna stop all the teasing, and then when Royal, Com- Royal Rumble comes, he's gonna pull up at number thirty, and we're all gonna lose our minds. I'm telling he y'all, can't be thirty because we'll expect it. Got to be something, or we'll boo whoever. You know, we did that <laughs> right. with Rey Mysterio. That year. We booed Rey Mysterio because <laughs> right. he wasn't who we thought <laughs> we gonna be. Like he didn't deserve that at all, bro. At all. Like, maybe, yeah. maybe he shows up in Australia. He gotta be like maybe number seventeen. Like you know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll see, man. We'll see. Well, Xavier Omar, we loved having you. The door is always open for you to be on this podcast, man. Do you 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 want to get off your chest before you get out of here? Now, that's it, man. I really enjoy this, just being able to talk wrestling uh, because I don't get to do that. I don't have a bunch of friends who are into it, to be honest with you. Um, But, man, it's it's such a great time in the company. And I don't like – I see some stuff here and there online, but I don't really have a real gauge of, like, what people are truly thinking. So when I watch the product, have my own thoughts about it, and now like talk to guys like you, um, and see that we're like pretty much in a, in a similar mindset on a lot of things, I'm like, all right, cool. I might like actually, <laughs> I might know what I'm talking about a little bit. Like right. it's it's really dope <laughs> to just to to know that there's that this community that exists. So man, thank y'all for having me, and I'll be back anytime. Oh, absolutely, yeah, we, absolutely, yes, sir. We appreciate you, brother. So, like I said, we appreciate Xavier Omar for being a guest on this podcast. We need more of that. We need more of that. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, let us know. Let us know because we open to all of this. is wrestling with the homies, man. This is wrestling with the homies, and we the homies. Oh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You good over there? Getting that that 19 over there? Getting that that little vid over here, baby. Oh, no. We rebuked that. Hey. hey, I rebuked it. We rebuked that. I just transferred it to the screen. 
it's just my herbs, man. I'm on a, I'm on a cleanse right now, so I you know it. it's it's it. getting all that stuff out of me. You dig? I feel it, man. Yeah. But we definitely appreciate Xavier Omar for showing his love. And like I said, this is the homies. We 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 wrestling with the homies. So if you want to be a homie too, let us know. We trying to have everybody on this podcast. Whoever, whoever, let us know. Let us know. But fellas. You know what we do on this podcast? We show our love to our favorite black wrestlers, both past and present, with our Black Wrestler of the Week. Now, yes, fellas, sir. I don't know how y'all feel this week. I don't have a long spiel for y'all this week, but I want to give my flowers to AJ Francis, a.k.a. Dollar, formerly wow. known as Top Dollar. That's right. Top that's right. Dollar. That's shouts to, yo, shouts to AJ. It's my man. Shout out to AJ Francis. Now, look. I want to name AJ Francis, a.k.a. Dollar, because he's no longer top dollar. He dropped the top, so he's just dollar now. I want to give Dollar our appreciation because I feel like when he was in WWE, fans didn't really give him the chance. They didn't really, they didn't really treat him how he should have been treated as a WWE superstar. I feel like there was a lot of people out there rooting for him to fail, and we know why. We know that AJ Francis said some things about the Young Bucks and their sneaker game. He commented on them not being real sneakerheads earlier in his WWE career. And because of that, fans of the elite kind of took towards Twitter to, you know, trash AJ Francis. And it kind of stuck with him throughout his WWE career. But I want to let him know that he is appreciated. And, you know, he did try to do that dive over the top rope. And it didn't go how he planned it. But you know what? You know what, though? Hold on. Hold on. There's a clip out there. Very recently at an indie show. That boy, AJ Francis, he went to that second rope. And you know what he did? He did a moonsault off the second rope. Onto a That's crowd of people, crazy. and he hit that hoe. Trust me. Look, if you out there search right now, top dollar moonsault. I promise you, AJ Francis went out there on that second rope, and he hit that hoe. He hit a, a moonsault. So shout out to AJ Francis. You my black wrestler of the week. I'm nominating you, but I want to hear from you fellas. Who you nominating, Sylvan? Is uh AJ? Before I do that, is AJ Francis like a free agent? He's able to go wherever wherever you want to go now, yeah. right? Or he's still under? I believe so. He's a free I agent. Believe. He's a free agent. Yo, shout out to AJ Francis. That's my man. Shout out to AJ. Friend. Hey, um, we would love to have you on this podcast, bro. You know, we would you know, love to have you, know, you on this podcast. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, me and me and AJ go back to the Logic days, man. Like, so back when I was for, for the audience that don't know, I used to tour with Logic back in like 2011, 12, 13, and that's when I met. Uh, that's when I met AJ Francis, man. And so, you know, Florida gang, you know, he's, you know, that was a whole thing. So, I'm hitting him up, man. I'm gonna see if he want to, you know, rock out with the homies real quick. Hey, all love over here, bro. Hey, look, oh, yeah. so my my Black Wrestler of the Week is somebody that I think doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Um, in fact, if it wasn't for this brother, we wouldn't have a Hall of Famer, another Black Hall of Famer that we talk about very vehemently on this podcast. I'm talking about no other than the one and only Stevie Ray. Stevie Ooh. Ray, one half of the Harlem Heat. I want to give you your flowers, my brother, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a Booker T. You went out and told Booker T to come out and actually rehearse, not rehearse, sorry about that, come out and train and be a part of a faction called the Harlem Heat, which before that was the Ebony Express. And so mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you so much for all your contributions. You and Booker went on a road making pennies on the dollars and Getting race, getting racist threats at y'all, you know what I mean. All in right. Dallas on the underground scene and sticking it through and being super over. It. And your contributions <clears throat> to the wrestling community do not get talked about enough. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything you've done. 
appreciate you, brother, and thank you for giving us Harlem Heat because that's one. It's probably one of, if not the first, uh, black tag team that really represented us in a very real way. Harlem know, Heat. From that point right. on, we yeah. Before after that, we really started seeing a complete change in how yeah. black wrestlers were presented. So thank you we so much, it. my brother. New Jack and the Gangsters. Straight yeah. up, man. I feel like none of that is possible without the Harlem Heat, man. Straight up. And Stevie Ray. A lot of people don't know Stevie Ray. A lot of those catchphrases that you hear from Booker T. Stevie Ray originated Stevie. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's own, yeah, it's exactly. own it's like neck bones. It's own like neck bones. Own like neck bones. That, that's, that's all Stevie Ray, man. So shout mm-hmm. out to Stevie Ray. Cooley, man. There can only Yo. be one, man. AJ Francis. Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray, AJ Francis, huh? Um, shout out to Stevie, Stevie Ray. Shout out to Top Dollar. Um, I literally just saw that clip right now. Wow, he really hit that hoe. Yeah, he really hit that hoe. I just sent it to the chat. (laughs) That's crazy. But uh, you know, people behind the scenes are very—they're very special. They're very important, and they don't get their flowers. So you know, I'm gonna get this one to Stevie Ray, man. Um, shout out to Stevie Ray, man. Harlem Heat, so legendary, so special within the wrestling community. Um, uh, they had a record for tag teams. They they won it like 10, 11 times. That's that's big, you know. They was really big in the nineties, and I love what he did for the culture. Um, at the end of the day, so nice. yo, Stevie Ray, you are our Black Wrestler of the Week. Shout out to you. Shout out to Stevie and shout Ray. out to AJ. You deserve it. Shout out to AJ yeah. Francis, yeah, man. AJ, if you out there, if you hear this, come on the podcast, man. Come be a homie for a couple minutes, man. Talk to us. Let us know how you feeling. And I, I also want to say a lot of people don't really, they don't really acknowledge the weight transformation that AJ Francis went under, man. Facts. He was Bruh. a big dude. He, he put a gunter. Turned his body. I'm, I'm saying like he completely turned his body around, man. Like when you when you see people do stuff like that, you got to pay respects to that, man. You got to give them the flowers too, man. So shout out to AJ, but Stevie Ray definitely deserve it. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Now, now that we you know we got the the love and the affection out the way, it's time for the dastardly hatred, the nastiness, the pack them up awards where we pack up the most infamous things in wrestling that week. Now, fellas, I don't know who y'all packing up, know but I know what pack up. I'm. I know what pack I'm smoking on this week, man. Y'all want to know what pack I'm smoking on? I'm smoking on the Paris Museum's pack, man. We packing up the Paris Museum because that wax figure y'all did of Dwayne the Rock Johnson was not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> who the hell was that, man? Who was that? That was hey. like that was that was Brent Berry, that like Mr. Queen, that was, bro, that, bro. Uh, who was this bald? Who was this bald white man that y'all called The Rock? Because that wasn't The Rock, bro. Was that Vin Diesel? Like, that's giant. Uh, that's man. definitely Vin Diesel. <laughs> that was that Bang Bros porn star, the one bald dude. Uh... <laughs> I can't think of his name. I can't think of. <laughs> Yo, what is that? Who is that? That's not The Rock. I'm sorry, that's Batista, baby. Whatever Barry's museum this. <laughs> <one. laughs> Whatever museum oh that God. is that that made this sculpture, man. Look, man. Y'all tried, but y'all 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 made him a little bit too white. Maybe put some little a little more brown in that paint because that is not the rock. That might be the pebble. That might be the stone. It it, it ain't the rock. Whoever that is, that's not the rock. So Paris Museum, you got to get packed up for that wax figure, man. Come on, man. We better. Rock did that. get light over the years, which is kind of crazy. Nah, but that ain't the rock. That 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 was Rick Barry, bro. <laughs> That was that was Darvin Ham. That wasn't the rock. Like, come on, man. Like, who who is that? 
Yeah, I'm packing, packing up Ronda Rousey. Oh, damn. No, what? We're not back to that. I'm packing what? up Ronda Rousey for pulling up at a random Lucha. What, what was it? Lucha Vavoom, bro. Lucha Vavoom. Lucha Vavoom and having an impromptu match. I'm packing you up, Ronda. Like, I, I, I don't. I can't stand by this, man. I, I, I'm, I'm packing you up. No, yo. like you, re, you, 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 re, you. She retire. loves the business. No, you don't love the business, bro. You retire. <laughs> you have a whole spiel about it. You know, you do your last match. You, you, you say you want to stay home with your family. Like, yo, 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 stay home. Stay home. I don't, I don't want to see you anywhere near a wrestling ring. I'm sorry. That's just me. That's just <laughs> how I, I hate feel, Ronda. bro. Like, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it, yo. I don't get you. I don't get you and your relationship with wrestling. It just does not seem like you really want to be around here. And now you make this whole grand exit from WWE and you make this whole retirement from wrestling and UFC. And now you popping up again, just randomly. So she popped up with her homegirl. What's her name? Maria. I don't respect it, man. Yeah. I don't respect it. Against Brian Kendrick it. and uh Yeah. Could have had, could've had a could've could have had a cool little could have had a cool little, you know, little moment. But you had a whole wrestling match, man. Stay, I'm pretty stay sure this was just a, from stay far away from the sport that we love over here. I'm pretty sure this was just a uh, a favor to her homegirl. I can't think of her name. It's like Maria Shafir. Shafir. Her name is Marina Shafir. Like she, Sha- I feel like this was a favor Sha- to her Sha- homegirl, yeah. and also she wrestled against um, Brian Kendrick, and Brian Kendrick is is who helped train Ronda Rousey for wrestling. So this was probably just a favor to them. Yeah, I, I hope these are your last two favor. I hope these are your last man, two. <laughs> I I ain't never gonna complain about people doing favors for the homies, you know what I'm saying? Because like, look, do me a favor. I won't ask because I don't like really asking for favors. But if you got a favor for me, feel free to grant that favor for me. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not mad at Ronda for. Doing a favor for her homies. I'm mad. You get packed up, Rhonda. Damn. Hope you, she hope got you packed enjoy, up. Hope you enjoy, yeah, I hope you enjoy your hey. off time. Straight like that, man. Coolie, so coolie, who I'm coolie. packing up? Hey, man. I'm packing up a man named Sean Ross Sapp. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah, wow. man. Hey, yo, yeah, Sean Ross, man. follow me on Twitter, too, man. Let's hey, get it shout cracking. out to Sean Ross. At. We love Sean Ross. At, by the nah, way. Nah, we, we, we do. We do. We do. We yeah, love Yeah, 97%. Yo, you be right. 97% of the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to you. But we talked about it earlier on the rundown. It's like, yo, going back and forth on Twitter with these fans saying that the booze is piked in, trying to mm. trying to tear Dom down and mm, WWE. Yeah. That's that's nasty work. I, I don't like nasty it. Nasty work. Like, so what if it is fake? Like, bro, just let it rock. Like, just worry about, you know, what thing, you got man. going. You know what I'm saying? Let it rock, man. It's all entertainment at the end of the day. But going constantly back and forth on Twitter with fans arguing about if it's booed, piped in or not, it's just it's lame, yo. It's lame, man. Yeah. You get packed up. Bro. I feel you. I gotta agree. Follow with you, me man. though. Follow like, me though. <laughs> <laughs> like wrestling is a production. At the end of the day, man, we can't we can't lose sight of that. Wrestling is a production. So if WWE is producing a segment with Dominic Mysterio involved and cutting his mic down, it's still a part of a show. Don't forget Max. that. You can't forget that. It's a show. At the end of the day, like, yeah. I, like I understand, we all love re- and I, my bad to go on a rant. I wasn't even planning this, but like I know we all love wrestling at the end of the day, and because we love wrestling, we forget that what we're watching is a weekly television show. But at the end of the day, it still is a weekly television show. There, so it's going to be produced. 
they're going to do things in a production type of way because it's a show. So we can't get mad when they do that. Like if a wrestler is trying to appear taller than he actually is, you can't be mad at that. It's a production. If they are lowering the mics so the booze sound elevated, we can't be mad at that. It's a production. If a guy is pretending to be a dead man like The Undertaker, we can't be mad at that. It's a production. It's a show at the end of the day. So come on, man. Calm down. And Sean Ross Sapp, shout out to you. I'm a fan of your work. I love the scoops that you give us. I might even pay that $3 a month. No, nah, I'm not. I, I don't pay that $3 a month. But shout out to you and everything that you do. But, bro, you got to stop going back and forth with the fans online and, like, really sending, like, arguing with people in the DMs and stuff. Like, it's not worth it. It's Sean be crashing it. out, bro. He be crashing yeah, he out for real. I'll be like, yo, it's like, relax. <laughs> like, relax, yeah. man. And the thing is, I get him. The thing is, I get it, though, because, like, I understand how infuriating it is when, like, people take you out of context. And I feel like wrestling fans do that a lot. Like, you can say you can say something. For instance, me. I can be like, yo, Gunther's the greatest of all time. It'd be crickets. But as soon, soon as I say, yo, but, yeah, Gunther's not really, like, a star, though. Like, all of a sudden, I get attacked by hundreds of people. And they're not even listening to the context of which I'm speaking in. They're just taking that one thing that they didn't like and just, like, tripling down on it so i understand why sean rossap gets upset and like crashes out back at fans because a lot of what he says gets misconstrued by fans and they kind of just you know pile on top of them but you got to be better than that when you are in a position like sean rossap man you can't be yeah. on there like you don't want with them you ain't like us you know what i'm saying we, we we really fans bro like i'm not saying <laughs> you're not a fan but you real people really do look to you to the iwc looks to you to see if something is actually legitimized or not. You you right. are a part of that 1%. Um, so, Facts. I mean, hey, man, I get it. You know, I, I get it. It's just, I, I you know, I know you got to be stressed already, you know. So, I wish Facts. you the best, brother. You don't need to be crashing out. Anyway, man, y'all, y'all got anything y'all want to get off y'all chest? I'm sorry for that rant, but y'all got anything y'all want to get off y'all chest before we get out of here? Hey, yo, Can't wait till Jimmy next Uso is the one. Jimmy Uso, <laughs> you, I hope you listening to me right now. You the one, bro. I, I look forward nah. to SmackDown because of you. You the real tribal chief. Nah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who really is the one. Everybody who's commented on our posts, liked our videos, subscribed to our channels, rated us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever we at. If you there and you tuned in with us, you the ones, man. Y'all really the ones. We appreciate y'all. And this has been Wrestling with the Homies. We out of here until next week, my brothers.